0: up and welcome to episode Kiefer Sutherland. It's actually apropos this time. Episode, so you've, been, you've, been, you've been saving that for yeah. That yeah. Felt 24 great weeks. <laughs> well you, you weren't here last week and uh, in my head I'm thinking I'm being clever and going i got to come up with something for 24 <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. I say it, and everyone's looking at me and laughing at me. and Like, uh, what is... Because what we were on 23. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, I got it right away. Abby. Today. Today. Today, you got it. So we had to actually ditch that whole <laughs> startup, and we uh, started over. So, anyways, it's episode 24, and... Uh, we're getting close to our quarter-century mark.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I have to, that, that might be the... What kind of the celebration the can we have? We might have yeah. to
0: do the distillery. And,
1: oh, I see what you're saying. A celebration? Yeah, yeah maybe celebration. Uh, put, the, um, put the treasure trove away and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and Come up with the, uh, what do we call it? The, uh, the top shelf elixirs. <laughs> uh, I was thinking barrel, you know, instead of the treasure trove. the Treasure barrel? The, treasure chest The child. booze barrel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Classy. Yeah, that's the best alliteration I can come up with. Yeah,
2: Let's we'll roll out the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: going to poke a two. So we're going to look at beers here? Yeah, I guess that's what
1: we do, right? You know, do, do we? Do we do that here? Yeah. Uh, some say. Actually, you know, some say that... Um, our, our well, I don't want to say our variety, but our ratings have been n- not very uh, interesting. I'll, I'll get into that after we, when we start hmm. drinking our beer. Um, uh, so it was my turn for the beers. And, I, you know, we're always looking for something different to bring to the table. And uh, this one caught my eye as being different for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is I do not believe that we've had a Sheboygan Brewing Company yet. Nope. I second that. Uh, never heard of it, actually. Sheboygan. Uh, so it's the Sheboygan Brewing mm-hmm. Company Blood Orange Honey, and it says Craft Honey Ale. One of the reasons I, I, I picked it up was because... I didn't see mine sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just took my beer. <laughs> it like, um, was because, okay, it doesn't say what type it is, but I've, I'm... Further investigation, uh, it is a wheat beer. Uh, it says an American wheat beer mixed with sweet honey, blood orange zest, and puree creates a blood orange zest and puree creates a smooth, citrusy blend. Um, Sounds fun to me. So I didn't know it was a wheat beer because it just said ale, blood orange, honey. And, I, and and hopefully the color is also kind of interesting, being blood orange, right? <clears throat> Um, what are the uh,
0: statistics on this?
1: It's a 5.7, so mellow. My um,
0: Sense sisters. sisters.
1: And uh, uh, very low on the IBU scale, according to Untapped. Um, but. Um, <laughs> fold lens. Right to the top. Yeah, very good, very good. A 10 on the IBU scale, um, which I did not know when I purchased it. That's really low. Yeah, yeah. But I guess wheat beers are traditionally low on IBUs. Oh, lots of lower carbonation in the glass. Interesting, so. I don't see that. that um, I didn't get a ton of head. You Mm-mm. you didn't either. Were, were you, well, now it's a half pint. And did we introduce half pint by sitting? I'm here. I'm no. here That's enough. It's not special. Details. Regular enough. It's <laughs> fine. fine. Anyway, uh, you were pouring to make sure it got in the glass mm-hmm. more than to get the head, but. So, I'm kind
3: of surprised you've never heard of this. Sheboygan or the Blood Orange Honey. I've had this before. Oh, and I don't think that I've I, I, I had think there's some it. in
1: my fridge still. Oh, yeah. really? Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to assume then you like it. Yes. Yes,
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or somebody came over with it and just left it there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah it was a I, I, purchase. You know, i, I got to say... I'm a little disappointed in the color. The color is real lackluster. Yeah, yeah you after, came after in last saying week,
2: we need the clear glass because it's going to show through. And I, I was
1: expecting looks, something richer, <laughs> maybe more orangish <laughs> or even reddish in color. Um, just because the, to me, the can kind of gives that off. But anyway, but do we taste the flavors that are in there? Do,
2: I get honey, do, honey for sure.
1: Uh, I taste orange and orange. orange. It's very flavorful. Uh, I taste uh, grapefruit. No, no, oh I taste, I, I, I taste <laughs> of orange. Of you do. <laughs> I taste the orange um, and, and the honey, yeah. Well, I guess it's blood orange, right? Right. And how often well, do we all have blood oranges? I, I don't when know. I lived in California, I had them quite a bit.
2: I feel like only in beer. I feel like I see it pretty mm. often. You beer probably beers. had them on your pizza in California.
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, but we did uh, a friend that we used to stay at occasionally at their house. They had a couple... Uh, blood orange trees in their yard and a lemon tree, and believe. So we could go get fresh ones. Ah. Yeah. You know, they're little tiny things, and you cut them open, and they're blood red. It's real thin skin, super sweet.
1: Yeah. I also, you know, things happen, you know, in synchronicity, it seems like, right? We were over at a Bucket and Pigs the other night, and... Uh, uh, she was preparing some martinis with some sort of blood orange liqueur. Mm. So.
2: I'm just scared of thinking about that. She's taking me down with those drinks so <laughs> many times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bucket is a scary woman. She just yeah. comes in all Bucket cute with her smile. Right. I'm yeah. like, I know I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, She's like a temptress. Yeah, it's a siren. <laughs> Um, she's in the pond and she's trying to get you in there too. <laughs> with the siren singing alcohol. her song and you fought, for every time. you fought for it every time my booze won't hurt <laughs> you
1: then you're on the floor the bleeding
0: from your eyes don't worry <laughs> hey
1: you know if we're going to do one on spirits we, we might have to have her back
0: <laughs> we'll just say you take care of it and surprise <laughs> Oh, geez. see what happens <laughs> double double
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, as I alluded to earlier, um, someone on our Facebook uh, wrote um, a comment under last week's beer review. Okay, this rating system is getting pretty predictable. Put up something hoppy and Blotto is out. Put one in front of Fred or Nob's, anyone, and they are going to find something to like about it. By the way, I like both of these offerings, which was the M43 and... The, dirty Bastard. The, the Dirty Bastard. Uh, so I, I wrote uh, uh, back, uh, Blotto has been for... Or, I'm sorry, Blotto has been for me or meh on IPAs in episodes 12, 12.5, 13, 16, and 22. So I kind of took exception... To saying that Blado's out on the hoppiness mm-hmm. and the IPAs, and you guys are in on everything. <laughs> that might be the case. <laughs> um, so, you know, we always like to get suggestions from our listeners. But see, this is not really a listener, and I kind of, this is where I wanted to write a <laughs> bit more, saying that. that I put these on Facebook and on Twitter as almost, in many ways, just a shout-out to the breweries that we're reviewing, Mm -hmm. and here's kind of like, you know, the top line of what we thought about them. Yeah. But if you really want to get the reviews, you have to listen, because that's where we get into, you know, things like mouthfeel, right? And, um, uh, so then, um, after I wrote that, you know, Blotto has liked a number of IPAs, uh, He said, "It's just not a surprise, I guess. It's more a comment on the others liking everything. Time to refresh the ratings. Do a top ten based on what you've tried so far." So Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of throw that out there. If we look back at the fifty beers (laughs) that we reviewed, or whatever it's been now, almost fifty. Yeah, I mean forty-eight, but then the first two really didn't count. Our first episode, we just had what was in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't given it much thought. <laughs> they were in Michigan, no. Um, but anyway, so what have we got? Forty six? No, because we we are, we are technically at twenty five. So forty eight. Yes. Yes. Oh no, no more than that because we had um, a half episode. Well, the no, no, the half counted. episode oh, okay. we counted every but we did the, the the big brouhaha. Oh, that's right. There was four there, at least four. Four. Yeah. So we're like 50 beers reviewed. That's really incredible. I think that's even more incredible than having episode 25 come up. <laughs> I mean, think about it. We've had 50 different beers. It's pretty cool. But anyway, so I don't you know, should we be doing something different with the reviews? You know, always like to, you know, give consideration to our listeners and our commenters or just say, uh, no, we like what we're doing. <laughs> I think we should get the listener's
3: opinion on it. If um, you can on Facebook, email us. Well, yeah.
2: Being mail a, at not, I'm here a lot, but I'm not always here. My thing would be... You? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. What do you Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I, I guess I sort of see the point, but I feel like you guys try, and I've brought stuff too, but, like, today is something different you know what i mean like even if you're always bringing yeah, it
1: to everyone but knobs well i guess but i
2: mean like it's a different flavor it's not just like every week a simple ipa is being brought in or Correct. a simple stout mm-hmm. it's like oh a coconut or a you know some we i think you guys try to get different ones i mean you could try harder i guess but i feel like you already do <laughs> i'm just get, playing devil's advocate no right right and right. i feel like it's hard to review like I get nervous in reviews because I don't know beer that well. I just know what I like and what I don't like and what I kind of like. So it works for me being here, but I don't
1: know. What about this? What if we just took the time one week where each one of us, a little bit more difficult for you, Half Pine, or even the regular guest. but Nobs and Fred, if we went back at the 50 and then said, okay, Here's what I like the best. Maybe we have to listen to the show, maybe not, but you, you know, try them again, which is, of course, that's not a bad <laughs> I think thing. We buy all 50. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe then we come to the show one time or post something on our social media accounts that said, okay, in honor of our 25th uh, episode, right, not including 12.5, but in honor of 25 official episodes, we've decided to... I mean, maybe that would be better. It's
2: like the road so far. Well. This is what we.
1: <laughs> what if we wait till 50? 50 episodes, 100 beers. Right? I mean, we could do it now because mm-hmm. it's interesting. But now I'm almost kind of think we should take our 100 beers and then rate our top 10 out of that 100. I think we should have a brew off. <laughs> uh, bracket style. Oh, oh that's ooh. another angle. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it'd be like the basketball thing.
1: Right, where, you, where, where we just Start with the, put them in a bracket and then we vote yeah. and then see which one comes up to be number one. A couple, couple different ideas there. You could take like the
3: top 50, randomize it, create a bracket system. Well,
0: here's my reply to this subject. Um, what's our audience? I mean we we could dig into no, Turk <laughs> We could dig into this and go the G Z route, but who are we normally talking to is the average just beer drinker, social beer drinker who sits down and and I don't see the value added in if we broke it down into all these subcategories and got all technical about it to to relieve the boredom, <laughs> I think we're more of said, yeah, I commenter. Think, I think we're we're more relatable to the masses, doing it the way we're doing it, because we, you know, even though we, we try not to get negative, I think people can pick up when, when we find one we don't like, and but in general, we like beer, right? So of course
1: we're gonna like a lot of them. I'm
0: trying to be positive.
1: I'm no, no, that, that, a, I don't think I'm that's trying, trying to be positive. To, I think that's an honest comment, for From, sure.
0: a, from a relatability factor, who's <laughs> our target beer audience? It's the average person, like us. So I, I, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the, I guess the could, average
1: person that enjoys a craft beer.
0: I, I, right? I, I, mean, I guess we could try and climb a little deeper in, but what's the value added when people don't relate to that? They're not going to go looking for a beer dependent on the amount of carbonation percentage versus the volume
1: I don't think I don't think that's what this person's saying in terms of trying to get deeper and we try and get as deep as we can and we've learned a lot and every time we taste one you know we think about different things and we haven't even really talked about this beer a whole lot I think what they're saying is to help the listener sort out all of the different reviews that we've had what, what would be a way to do that? You know, to to rank them or to um, you know we, we I've always wanted to stay away of comparisons, but maybe that's what has to happen, right? Maybe that it has to mm-hmm. to say, you know, to our listeners, if you're if you're unable to try fifty Michigan craft beers, here's here, the ones we'd recommend. Here's the ones that we would Why recommend, not? right? I mean, um, I, I think that is maybe and if you're a listener and every week you're hearing, okay, there's you you wouldn't be able to keep up, right? I mean, unless you were doing a show like this, you're not trying fifty craft beers a week. You're just not. I mean, two two craft beers a week and fifty consistently over uh, whatever it is twenty four weeks, right? So, I just maybe it's 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 again going back to doing something that says you know here were our favorites and. Here's kind of the ones that climb. Remember, we did talk about which ones we all liked.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that would necessarily, in the bracket method, that wouldn't necessarily come out. Because you would, right. as you said, randomize what you're comparing. So you could have, um, you know, top two be in the first round. So now they're out, right? I mean, could just in a, in a fun sense, yeah. right? Well, I just don't know if we get enough input from listeners. That would that I. Ideally, it wouldn't be us. It would be the listeners that would have that input, but nah, that would well, I think that's fall. key. Huh? I think that's
3: key. We need yeah.
1: the listener's input.
3: Yeah. What do you guys want?
1: Right. Yep. Right. Anyway, I'll, so I think we should think about it. I like the top 10 idea a lot, but I think it makes more sense to do it 100 beers and not at 50 beers. But maybe now We can do it at 50 beers. What do you think? Are we going to get to 100 beers? <laughs> <laughs> Feel like we
3: barely put a dent in Michigan beers as is. Oh no no no! So. Will, will, will we still be <laughs>
2: sitting <friends>. here? <laughs> With functioning livers? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so far, so good.
0: Everyone's looking a little more yellow <laughs> these days. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, uh, what do we think failure. about the beer,
1: though?
3: Any any? Other, I mean, we've been. You know, I'm half at last gone already. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I'm
2: working down. <laughs> We're about tied. I don't oh. usually like. So you
3: like it, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Half pint.
0: Wait. Not yeah.
2: usually a huge wheat, ale, whatever, beer mm-hmm. fan. But this is very similar to Oberon for me. It's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's the orange notes and where that kind of flavor covers up the mm-hmm. wheat aftertaste that I don't love. I get the wheat, but it's it's good for me. So I would say for me.
1: Yeah. It's a good summer beer, too. For
2: sure. Outdoor beer for right. me. Right. right. Which a is where I,
1: on the second beers, I, I, I thought we've been going a lot of summer beers lately. So I guess yeah. you brought up. And back. we're not in summer. Taking us Obviously. back, yeah. So I'm taking t- taking us back. It might me, yeah. but it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, I can tell right away. This is uh, for me. It's good. I mean, it's very refreshing. Yes. You know, I was a
0: little worried when I saw honey and blood orange, but actually they complement each other pretty mm. good, and they're both to me they're both distinctive. Mm-hmm. You, you there, you can almost feel a separation. They come at two different times through the taste, in my opinion, and. I think it's a pretty enjoyable beer, especially for summer.
2: Also, Isn't when I it? see honey, and, I think it's going to be kind of syrupy, and it's really not.
0: And as far as a wheat, I, don't, I think if you put this in front of me without knowing it was a wheat, I don't know that I would have
1: guessed it was a wheat. Uh, I'm not picking Certainly without, without looking at the color, because the haziness does, <clears throat> does kind of give it away. Mm-hmm. But straight up, yeah, I, I probably would be, is this a wheat beer? I, I might be able to get it, but I mean, but know. maybe not. Is it a lager? <laughs> pilsner? A pilsner. It's a pilsner. <laughs> but, but, oh. mm. Even the
3: aroma—it's it's got a very awesome, good, refreshing smell to it.
0: Yeah, I like it. All right, I like it. I like it. I like 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 it I
1: like a lot. I like it a lot. Oh. All right, memes to share. Naps. Have you? Why do I gotta start? I don't Mix
0: know. Mid sip. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. sitting to my right. You're gold, gold. <laughs> Um, Which means absolutely
3: nothing. I wanted to go last so I could try to find one. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Have I? Have you?
2: <laughs> uh, I got a couple. They're all dumb. Well, okay. We like dumb. <laughs> dumb is good.
0: <laughs> Jeez. What do you think? You're going to bring the IQ of this room down? <laughs> uh,
2: can always try. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one actually, um, somebody who was here earlier but has left the room, <laughs> Peanut, right? Yes. She texted me just a minute ago. She she sent in her own thing. So here's a meme. It's a picture of Sarah Jessica Parker, I'm assuming, from Sex and the City. And the meme says, when you've graduated, but still get emails from your uni- university, and it says, we are so over. <laughs> and I think we both feel that. <laughs> um,
1: I, I, was, I was that way and still in that way. I, I kind of feel like I did my time, yep. but I don't know why they're asking me for anything. I think know? mine actually gave up it.
0: I haven't <laughs> like, received anything from CMU in you ages.
1: Do, do you feel like you 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 owe them something?
0: Hell no.
1: Exactly. That's that, that's the part. And maybe the I miss money
0: we dump into the m- maybe that's the degree. part that I
1: miss of the college experience or, or the because the college experience is something else, but but the The whole whole idea of being an alumni. Maybe I'm missing that aspect of it. I am not, you know, I don't don't feel loyalty to I I feel like what I got, I deserved from them. Not that they bestowed anything upon me, right? You're a Bronco, though. (laughs) Be a Bronco. I go to a football game every year. Okay, there you go. (laughs) You're contributing. That's more than I do. For those that want to contribute, hey, you know, I'm not going to say that you shouldn't either.
2: Yeah, it took me about a week after I graduated from my undergrad to start getting those emails. I'm like, I don't have a job. Like, I was going to grad school, so that's a different <laughs> but do you, situation. But, 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 but do you
1: think you hasn't. would be
2: if donating it? If I was making a tons of tons of money and well, wasn't what's, currently what's, in debt to okay, them already, Okay, okay maybe. but what's,
1: what's tons?
2: <laughs> like, I mean, no, no, not giving numbers,
1: I, but not, not giving numbers.
2: Enough me. to have already paid off my student debt to them. Okay. Well, not, I guess. You know what I mean. Yeah. My student debt is number one. Than you know, I mean, like if, if I you, am in a good position to be able vote to... Vote Elizabeth right.
0: Warren.
1: No, if you're, if you're in a good position, giving back to your um, your center of higher education, that to me is more philanthropic and charitable in that way, not because you feel like you owe them something. Right. Uh, like, like Phil Knight, he gives millions, maybe billions of dollars to Oregon, but he does that because he has that. Right. I don't know if he looks at... Oregon and say, I wouldn't have Nike without you.
2: Right. And I mean, I also went to a Big Ten school, and I know they have tons of money. And if I had a lot of money, I would probably prefer to give it somewhere else that I know might be more directly helping people in actual need. Not saying that I don't value education or the good that my school does do. but
1: what's happening is, especially with some of these big powerhouse schools, especially the academic schools, Mm -hmm. Ivy Leagues, Stanford, is they're getting so much in the way of endowments that they are no longer charging tuition if you can get in. Yeah. But they they have that much money now. And um, it wasn't long ago, I remember, U of M actually trying to be the first Big Ten school to get to that place where... They had enough endowment where they would no longer charge tuition once you were accepted. Would've we must nice. have missed yeah, that. Yeah, I no, missed that. You, 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 you missed Got it. in early. <laughs> yeah, but no, that, that they want to get to that place. They want to be the next Princeton, right. Stanford, um, where, you know, uh, I think Princeton, if you're accepted, uh, and, and they accept you without inquiring about your finances. So if you're accepted, then you are going regardless. But they also have, like, a 5% acceptance rate. I mean, there's just that many people applying. I mean, it's a... You know. New Jersey. Yeah. Which we, we could talk about the whole college scandal thing, too. It oh leads God. right here. But that's not today's topic. Anyway. Uh, that's all I got. About what? A meme. <laughs> meme. Oh, a okay, meme. Where did we start with this? Credit to Peanut. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, I... I kind of feel like this has been an ongoing theme here at Pottoms Up. And this one, I couldn't resist that. I have lots of other good ones. But (laughs) it's another Bob Ross meme. (laughs) (laughs) And this one, it shows Bill Barr (laughs) as Bob Ross. (laughs) And he says, if you don't like it, that's okay. Just cover it up uh. with fluffy little clouds. <laughs> and, well, he's got a big black line going through <laughs> oh, the I He's got that. a redaction, redaction. I see. It. Is
2: the color called it? Or?
0: <laughs> he's a vile human.
1: More on him later. Mm-hmm.
0: Grassy? Well, mine, I tried to stay away from politics this week, Give it a, let it breathe a little bit. Uh, but it is related to the, the grassy troll. And it's a meme that says, no, I'm not a smartass. I'm a skilled, trained professional in pointing out the obvious, and I speak fluent (laughs) sarcasm.
1: (laughs) Very grassy trollish. Yes. That's a nice way of
0: putting it. Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Okay. Well, I found one. Okay. All right. 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 Welcome back (laughs) now.
3: This is just a, a nice silhouette of Michigan. Okay. It says, feeling cute, might dump some rain on everyone. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, it's awful! I
0: love it. It's, it's, it's so true. I didn't say it was a good meme of the week.
1: I don't get that. I don't. It's got to end. That, that that social media trend has got to end soon. I'll explain when you're older. <laughs> when I'm younger, explain when I'm younger. It's this way, you never have to explain. All right. So we got some fact checks this week. Because um, I know we made mistakes. Y- well, actually, not really. We didn't know. We didn't really make any mistakes. What, do you know, for one? Sutherland. That's a <laughs> well, there was episode. that. The um, uh, we were stumped as to what M forty where M forty three was. He's, no, no, go ahead. What you
0: keep no, for Sutherland it. again? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think his dad, Donald Sutherland, lives on that road. Oh my god, oh, that's working it. That's really working <laughs> it. Um, M forty three is actually a pretty amazing road. Of course, it is. It, <laughs> it, had, to it had to be. Right a, to get to to be to be name, beer, name name the name beer, that. right? And I'm sure we've all been on portions of it, but it kind of meanders all over Michigan. It does that go through Sandusky?
2: That goes through Traverse City, right? No, no it? that's it's all wrong. It's all oh, wrong. I'm sitting here high on my horse. I'm <laughs> like listening. I'm like, you guys, it's Traverse. It's up north. Well, no, I'm just wrong. No, all right, all right. North. So it. it it starts
1: as an extension of Grand River near Weberville, so okay. if you're taking up 96, 96 um, you know you see the Weberville exit. And which towards Lansing, right? What's what's parallel to that is Grand River as it comes out of like um, Brighton, Farmington, or Brighton, right? So Grand River ends, and as it continues, that's M43. Oh, so okay. then it goes into Lansing. Then through downtown Lansing, and then it drops back down again into Kalamazoo. Mm. Oh. So then it, it kind of makes this, this, uh, you know, kind of peak, right? It goes from Detroit, southeast Detroit area, to Lansing, then back down to Kalamazoo, and then continues west out of Kalamazoo and actually slightly north again, up to South Haven, and that's where it terminates. Hmm. So you kind of think of this. You know, but you you can you can go from yeah, call it Brighton to South Haven, all on M forty three. I think it's a road trip. So where's the brewery? Are they Calumet of- No, Williamston, and that's oh. right past Weberville. Okay, all right, yep. All right, so Brewer- that's
0: how the brewery ties into M forty
1: three. M forty three might be their front yard. Probably is. Yeah.
0: Because there's not much else out there.
1: Right, right. But I think uh, probably probably a pretty good. Probably a pretty good road trip, especially if you tied it into visiting breweries. Interesting. Because the second, account was, who has got a bunch right. and you can, you can do the M43. So I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Can I interrupt? I know you still got more to go. No, I don't have much more, but. We never did a bottoms up. Bottoms up.
1: On. Bottoms up. How.
0: What oh. a faux pas that was. I
2: heard somebody say legitimately bottoms up this week and I was like, mm. huh?
1: What is that? That's not right. I heard yeah. it and
2: like my skin crawled. I'm like, what are you saying? It's <laughs> <laughs> not correct, it's not a phrase.
1: Uh, no, I have only two more notes that I made from last week. One, again, is tooting my own horn, um, because nobody else will. I can't let the steel wheels thing go. <laughs> so I, a really I, good beer, isn't it? I, 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 called, <laughs> I called 1989 as the, as the year of that tour. Last wow. week, I said I think it was the largest grossing tour of its time. And I fact-checked that. And, in fact, it was the largest grossing tour of its time of that time. But then I came across a quote that I just had to share. So this is not really a fact check, I just thought it was a great phrase. Uh, There were two promoters that wanted to do that tour and work with the Stones. And uh, Bill Graham lost out. I don't know what... They they, they want to talk about what tours he's promoted. So he's a big-time promoter. Obviously, if you're working with the Stones, you're a big-time promoter, right? But Bill Graham, his quote... um, Uh, who also bid on the tour later wrote that losing the stones was like watching my favorite lover become a whore (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i mean if it's on wikipedia it's noteworthy right 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 so i thought that was a good analogy and i kept i kept listening i kept rereading it and thinking what does he mean like you know, he lost out on that, doing the promotion of that tour. And, and what does that mean? Okay. And uh, then the other thing we were talking about, where did Velveeta come from? <laughs> How? is <laughs> pretty tasty.
2: I'm all on board for the Velveeta. That.
0: You know yeah. when we when we used to do the little backpacking thing in the day and we yeah. did the Velveeta? It was like one of my most favorite things on earth. Just because mm-hmm. it was such a treat being out in these beautiful areas. With your, with, your, <laughs> with your plastic cheese. yes. Mm. But now... It tasted like, better
2: than anything else you were eating. To mm. do
0: it, to make that in my house, and if you let it get a degree less than boiling, it turns to this plasticky mess, and I, I can't even stomach it anymore. I don't even know how we ate it out on the unless we were just ravenous.
1: There, you know, you can read about what Velveeta is and how they have battled the government, I believe gone back and forth about whether or not they can call it cheese. cheese. Yeah, is that the cheese stuff that product. they put on the bottom
0: of the boat that cut a hole in it and then they can go
1: across the river and it won't leak? Uh, well, no, that's that flex seal. Ch- that was a joke. That yeah. like <laughs> 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 I mean, a super super wow. Oh, Went oh, over yeah. like a bunch of cold oh, Velveeta. But actually,
3: no. <laughs> you guys are. That might be plausible. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, why, why not? Like, did they do that? Yeah, tell did me they,
1: more. Did they do that? Okay. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, it's wow. from it's from Monroe, New York. Oh. Were n't you there recently? Interesting. <laughs> well, I was in New York City. <laughs> All funny right. Should so we get to the topic, or uh, you know, Fred? I, I, yeah. we're, we're 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 into this. You're gonna
2: need another beer soon.
1: I know, but I wanted to share my story. Very chatty. My too. airport story.
2: Oh, yeah, go for just it. Just do it. We're
1: rolling tonight. We've yeah. We're freewheeling it. We're freewheeling it. We are freewheeling we do not need no we'll
0: stinking format. What we know, whatever we get done, we get done.
1: Uh, what else you got? So I don't think... I, I think I'm, I started... Did I ask you earlier about... I don't know what...
2: I don't know.
1: The semi-famous person I met in the airport. I, you did
2: not ask me, but I heard about it.
1: Oh, okay. All right. And I know who... Yes. All right. Oh, I I remember I asked Peanut. Because I thought maybe she saw it on my Facebook post, but she did
2: I both heard about it and saw it on Facebook.
1: Uh, it was rather exciting, and uh, you know.
2: You should say what happened. Yeah, I will. I will. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna it's lead
1: about up to the build. Uh. No, okay. no, I don't want to do that. No, it's a crescendo. <laughs> and can you name this person? I <laughs> will give you. Some, Twenty questions. I will give you bio information. You know yeah. Tarantino
3: this to where like you tell the whole story and then go back and say who it was? Yeah, that that would be the way to do it.
1: No, I, I, I ran into, on an airplane uh, earlier this week, Barbara McQuaid, who, for those that really uh, follow contributors on MSNBC, she's usually on the Rachel Maddow show, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Um, I did want to ask her if she's a paid contributor. That was the part where I kind of bit my tongue a little bit. Just curious. I you gotta know? believe they are. Well, the way it works, I understand, is you, you, as you start to get on the show and they start to call you, you're not paid. But then you get to a point where you're a paid contributor.
0: So, I think if they label them as a contributor, I think that's probably when they cross over.
1: Yeah, it might be. But, you know, obviously that's the goal. And if you're good enough, articulate enough, smart enough, then, you know, you get to that level. Um, uh, but anyway, so, I, yeah, I'm on this airplane. Uh, the airplane lands. I don't know if she's on the flight, but we, but I jump out into the aisle after the airplane lands. Um, uh, I'm one of those people. Um, some people frown upon those people that jump out of their seat into the aisle.
0: Only because your buttocks is in someone's <laughs> face for the 15 minutes until your row is called to. Leave. Okay,
1: here's my thought on that. Okay, and we can talk about airplane etiquette a lot. Okay, but because I'm very anti-seat recline so i'm very courteous on an airplane i look at it this way i'm being more courteous to the people next to me so i'm i'm alleviating the pressure of my robe by jumping out into the aisle and giving them the ability to get their bags out you know to you know lift up the armrest get their stuff together if i don't do it the guy across the aisle from me he's gonna do it he's gonna jump out into the aisle and put his buttocks in my face (laughs) okay and although my buttocks isn't the smallest, it's also not the largest. <laughs> so anyway, so I like to get, jump out into the aisle as quickly as I can. And guess who else does? <laughs> Barbara McQuaid. <laughs> so I'm standing there waiting for the plane, or waiting to deboard, de-board the plane. And I turn around, just looking around, at What's my who's around me. And I turn around, and there is Barbara McQuaid. Law professor at U of M, contributor to NBC, MSNBC, and uh, also kind of part of the resistance, I would say, right? Yep. Anyway, so then I, I, I wanted to acknowledge that I knew who she was without saying, oh, I oh, no, you know, without being like a gork, dorky fan. So I just said, uh, hello, fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, hello back. <laughs> and, um, Anyway, so I asked her a few questions about recording and yada, 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 and then uh, as we were getting off the plane, I slowed down a little bit because I was in front of her. I slowed down a little bit so she could catch up to me, which she did. So I I got the impression that she was very approachable and liked the conversation, that she could have easily lagged behind me and just like, this guy's kind of creeping me out, right? (laughs) So... So she immediately caught up to me and I just said, I said, uh, do you think Mueller let us down? And she said, yeah, I kind of think he did. So I, you know, we've talked about whether or not he should have pressed for an indictment or even indicted. And I think that's kind of what I was saying. And anyway, and uh, and then I told her, I, I said to her that I was just communicating with somebody on Facebook that Muller was a Boy Scout playing in a thug world, and she said, I really like that, and uh, she, she wanted to you know if she could use it in her speech to the Minneapolis Bar Association, which is why she was in Minneapolis. Uh, honoring Alan Page, who I yeah. believe used to be the Viking. 88. Yeah. Mr. Um, defensive end, right? Right. Was he the guy that ran the wrong way? <laughs> No, no, no. That was the guy from the Cowboys, wasn't it? No. Well, that was Leon Lett. Leon Lett,
0: where it. oh, that was one where but,
1: but no, the first the the first guy to run a interception back the wrong way, I believe, was Alan Page. It was it was a it was one of the Purple People leader kind of guys. We'll fact check that. Okay. But anyway, I know he became a a, a lawyer and then a judge.
4: I guess. Mm-hmm. So she
1: was honoring him. Um, but I walked away from that little encounter thinking to myself, why didn't I ask her to be on Pottoms Up? You know, you yeah. know. So since then, I have written her emails. We invited her to Pottoms Up. She says she's very busy. So maybe in the future, it's still an option. Barbara, if you're listening, please do. But know that we're going to ask again. <laughs> wow. I have
0: like a uh, information crush on her. She's like one of my favorites on MSNBC. I love when Barb is on there's a couple people that I'd like have that info crush. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbum Quaid is one, and then um, Rosenberg. What's his first name? Mm-hmm. Blanket. Um, well, the guy who has a podcast. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just started the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, what is, what's his uh, first name? I have a crush on the guy, and I can't think of his first name. Yeah. I was um, like, a,
2: uh, huh? Who's the presidential historian who's on Rachel a lot? Bashloff. Yeah, he's good too. Like yeah, he's him. very good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sounds Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When uh, 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 Clint, um, when he first got on there, I had a mad crush on him. Uh, you know, he was a FBI guy. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Clint. I that's know exactly. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? It's because we are the. It is this. <laughs> we are the home of sketchy details. <laughs> that says the more uh, beer, the less detail. I can only think Clint Black. And, you know, no, no, funny.
0: no. I, I know exactly.
1: Clint what? what? Yep. Clint Watts, Watts. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, definitely a, a man crush on him because, uh, you know, he just, he, 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 in my opinion, he always kind of walked that fine line between sharing too much information of what an FBI agent was about and then being as transparent as he could about any subject, you know, that pretty, pretty, because you don't hear, you don't hear much from those kind of guys, you know. Right. I,
0: I've always, speaking of Barbara, I've, I've always thought, since we only live hour 15 away from Ann Arbor and she teaches up there, I was hoping we'd get up there and I was going to go in the law buildings and stalk her down, find her office. Okay, she's never going to be ever, on the show now. Well, you, you understand here. what you just did. <laughs> just to get a selfie to say hello and, and tell her how much I enjoy her whenever she's yeah. on. And I, I really do. I She's
1: one of my very favorites. And Fred, When me. I heard you met
0: her, I was like... This is
1: painful. You were disappointed I didn't take the selfie. And I Yeah, I was. It, it, that's only that's I was jealous. my style. I, was jealous. I know, but It gig is gig. mine though. I mean, <laughs> I I I could have talked to her longer, but I I'm the one that gets nervous like I'm bothering this person or, you know, they don't want to be talking to me. So, if I can, you know, veer off and I that's what I I mean, you know, she went on towards baggage claim, which I was heading towards, right? Ground transportation. But then I thought, oh, there's a bathroom. I'm going there. You know, so I, I, I would have liked to have, of course, talked to her longer. I was hoping that on the flight back she would be at, at my gate, but she was not. But anyway, now we're exchanging emails, so you know, we're we're pen pals. Getting pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well.
1: um, so, did she use your quote? She said she did. Nice. She said she's used it multiple times now. Already?
0: In wow. different wow. forms, I believe. is the Was that how Yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah. Coined wow. it in different yes. forms or mm-hmm. variations or something. But I'm still going to Ann Arbor. I'm going <laughs> to get some hippie hash at the Fleetwood. Then I'm going to find Barb McQuaid and just say hello. I'm harmless. <laughs> I think you're on a list now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on bars list now. <sighs> All that's, right. that's
1: kind of where we were going with this. Eventually, was the bar testimony. Um, what a cluster bleep that is! Uh, I, I, how much were you able to absorb or watch live? I know you were at work, but to get the headphones on and you're trying to catch us. Mm, much I as saw possible. the majority of it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't catch. Well, oh, I don't of it. see it. I listen. I, yeah, I can't watch it. But you're it better can... off.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you really are. Be I can't watching look at that. He's uh, like a a mix between. Arthur and Peter Griffith. <laughs> what was Arthur? What was he?
2: An aardvark? He
0: was an aardvark? Was that what he was? Are talking
2: about the kids show Arthur? Yeah. Yes, Ar- he's an aardvark.
0: Barr is like a mix between Peter <laughs> Griffith without the accent and Arthur, the aardvark. Oh, okay. I thought you are talking about Dudley Moore. I'm yeah. like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's ironic? And, and I, I really hate the glasses he wears, but... A couple episodes ago, we were talking about when he pulled the crap back in 1989. Mm-hmm. He was wearing the same style. He hasn't changed. Yeah, no, his style has not he changed. He has not yeah. changed his frame yeah. since 1989. <laughs> he still looks as dopey as ever. As a sidebar. Mm. No pun intended. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, Chosen
1: carefully. Uh, overall view of the... Of of the Senate hearing, it was a waste of time
0: to even talk to this guy. I mean, I, I don't know and, that it was. I don't, well, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think for the most part it was. There was only a couple effective questioners, and the rest of it was just it was nothing. It just gave him a, a chance to filibuster in, in Well,
1: I. Carry on. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But I thought that there were a number of Democratic senators. And you said a couple. I would, I would say that number was a little bit better than that. I thought um, Chris Coons brought up some stuff that was interesting. Blumenthal brought up some things. Kamala Harris really nailed him, you know. Oh, shoot. Right, yeah. She undressed him. Um, Klobuchar did an okay job, but she went early. And so she kind of had the easy stuff. Right, to say about the Mueller letter and you, you know what they did there but but I think it's always good uh, in this case because I have also been down on confirmation or, or um, uh, committee hearings right I, I I think like you they are a waste of time often but this was a matter of exposure. I mean I, I think that by and large, even the trumpsters of the world, if you had a, a conversation with them longer than, you know, 30 seconds, it's like they would have to admit that his political bias came through. Like, he stood for their guy, right? I mean, and, and, and that, that was what was very apparent, was, was that he, he looked like defense counsel for the president. In your opinion. The people
0: that I deal with on Facebook, they think it he did fantastic. No, no, no. But they don't pick up on no, no, no. I, I think the that, nuance that, of what actually was going on.
1: No, it, no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Is But the, the question to ask them is, do you think he did an admirable job of having the president's back? Or do you think he did an admirable job of portraying the facts as they were... And the situation as it is. See, those are two different things, right? And,
0: and so, you, uh, so are you saying that if you ask a Trumpster, they're going to say he did an admirable job of defending the presidents. And they'll say and yes. And then, <laughs> and then you're expecting them to say yes to that, and that proves your point. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, yeah. Kinda. Oh, okay, then I misunderstood what you were saying. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Right? You know what I? I know what, what you're saying. saying. It's, it's,
2: it's two different questions. Is did he defend the president? They're gonna say yes, and we would probably say yes, right? Right,
1: right. But yeah, did he represent
2: be... the facts? Mm, they would probably say, "Oh yeah, whatever," and we'd be like, "Well, you don't really know Then that allows two you different to, questions.
1: Then that allows you to get into the conversation right. of what were the facts? Yeah. right? You, you know, I mean this this whole notion of Mueller's letter it it, it really is a crack up, and and the the everyone knows it. I want to say the Democratic senators know it but the Republican senators knew it too and the world knows it. When he was asked in the prior testimony if he had any contact or any um, feedback from anyone on Mueller's team regarding the findings. Yeah, because that was when probably some
0: of the first leaks... From the Mueller team that they were pissed with that four-page love letter double-spaced. And they were trying to get, hey, 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 you're misrepresenting us. So that's where that question came So
1: now he splits the hairs of this. It's really what he does and says, Mueller team, what does that mean? The findings, what does that mean? right? So he, he answers no to that question because now he's saying, well, the findings... Okay, the findings were not misrepresented, right? The findings were, Mueller didn't find evidence of collusion. Conspiracy. Same, or nope. you know, well, well, you, okay, right, I'm right. not playing that game. Okay, 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 and that Mueller wasn't going to indict no. him for obstruction. Those were the findings. But any honest broker, any honest person, and ask that question. Would, at, would say or if they wanted to be a forthcoming, we agreed upon the findings, but I did get, you know, a phone call and a letter from Mueller stating that they didn't feel that I represented the totality of their work in the right way. That is what Of course, he was never going to say that, but that is what he should have said. And you know, now he's just trying to, like I said, split those hairs between the question asked. I mean, you know, it's so sad. You know, we, we know what the intent of the question is. And now, you know, every question has to be so perfectly stated with this guy. I mean, he even proved that. He, he, he proved that with answering Kamala Harris's question about has anyone within the White House suggested to you that you should be investigating so-and-so. And I'm he, struggling with suggested. Suggested, exactly. So, so now every word is being... Parsed. Parsed and calculated in his mind to answer the question. And if you're operating under that, then you can lie no matter what. Because basically you're going to get into all kinds of wacky definitions of shit. So, you know, he... By answering Kamala Harris's question that way, he you know de facto in my opinion blew up his reasoning for or i should say exposed himself not blew, but exposed himself for the reasoning that he had on lying about the question as to whether or not he had heard any bad feedback re- regarding his his summary you know right 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 it, it, yeah it's just it's it just you know what's what's we, we, I know we, we ran out of words for absurdity, but it it, it again is just friggin' bullshit. Yeah. Go back to my buddy Dave Chappelle. But like I said, any honest any honest person would would have to, and, and you know what? When you look back at that testimony, you can see wheels are turning. I I think he's thinking about the Mueller letter when he's answering that question. He have, you you would have to. These are not these are not trifle events. You know these are. Big time, you know, important events that are happening in America's political world. Democracy under fire. Yeah. Um, uh, I I saw very late today, and I didn't put this in my notes, but I saw very late today something about... um, Lindsey Graham wrote a letter to Mueller today.
0: Yes. He's not requesting his presence. He's inviting him if he feels... Do you remember? Did you see in the uh, the testimony in the Senate on Wednesday where um, Lindsey had he had said, "I'm not going to invite him in." Yeah. But there was something that came up in one of the questionings. He says, "I'm going to write him a letter," and I think it, w- it was it was the whole thing about um, Mueller being um, pissed about the way his report was being re- reported by Barr, by the, so, media, uh, yeah, the media blaming yeah yeah you're right 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 so what he said he goes i'm gonna write him a letter and that's what he did today is he 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 gave him like an open invitation to come in if he wants to clear the air on that i didn't think it was an invitation i just thought that no Ram- he said if he goes okay. i'm not going to demand or request you come in but there's an open door if you would like to. Okay, It's not an invite, per se. Right,
1: but what I thought it was, and you seem to have more up-to-date information, I thought it was he wanted to hear from Mueller, but not in testimony, like in a letter form. He wrote to Mueller to give him information as to whether or not Barr's characterization of blaming the media was correct. So not an invite. And not even an open invite. Just saying, when Barr is saying that it was the media that you were concerned about, is that what you meant? And how that would be communicated, I don't know. But that's what I thought happened today. Maybe so. So, I, I don't know. I mean, does it, does it matter much if it's the House or the Senate in terms of testimony? Do you think that matters much? I mean, Lindsey Graham says this is all done. We're, we're done. Well, then you answered your own question. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying, if... No, no, no. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask the other side of the table here. If if Does it matter who the, who the questions come from, whether it's the House or the Senate? So in other words, mm-hmm. if Lindsey Graham says he's done with all things Mueller report, but the House is still going on, and the House still wants to have witnesses and testimony... Do we really care as people, whether it's it's Lindsey Graham asking the questions or Maxine Waters? You know what I'm saying? They, they, they,
2: I think the questions will be different if it's from the Senate versus the House. because they, they have a majority, right?
1: But, so you get a few but, more questions. But right. you know what you know what happened? You know what happened in that Senate uh, committee was the Senate Republicans stopped asking questions.
0: Yeah, I know. It was when they went to the second round.
1: Yeah, it was all, all Democrat. It was all Democrats. Well, that that should speak volumes. No, no, it speaks volumes on the, on the partisanship. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, I don't really care. I don't think that that Bill Barr needs to go in front of both. That's what I'm saying. It's great if he does because he squirms, right? I mean, he's you know he's a cockroach, but if they bring Mueller into the House, you know, in in. In concept, you know, in theory, they'll ask basically the same questions. That's what I'm, I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Probably. The more the better, right? I mean, you seem dissatisfied here, Fred. But Well, I, I think I think the House <laughs> would be a more productive
0: place to be than the Senate.
2: But is anything going to come from it either way, even if they ask better questions well, in the you, House?
1: Well, so, do you mean in consequence get... or an answers? What do you mean?
2: Well, I feel like we get answers, but we're drawing those also from him. like you said, he squirms, so to us, we're like, well, there's kind of your answers. But even if he's not answering, I guess consequences is what I was talking about, but I don't really...
1: You know, I, I said this to, gosh, I think it was you for the other day on the phone. I, don't know, I said this to somebody the other day about squirm and, and the heat of these congressional test, uh, hearings and, and testi- testimony. The White House and the administration and people like Barr, I want to believe they're squirming, and they're really not. I mean, he you can see he has to think about his answers beforehand, and he's thinking, okay, Mueller wrote me that letter, but I don't want to say that now, and other things, right? But he's really not squirming, and the reason is not he's not truly squirming, he's not sweating this out. Oh, I was talking to Big Wave about this last night. The reason he's not squirming is because he's he knows there's no consequence.
0: Right, because the, the Senate, they could go to impeachment.
1: The Republicans, the, the House too. The, the House too. He, here's where I was getting at with this. Is congressional hearings are bullshit. And I don't care who is in charge. They are absolute bullshit because... No They, they have become toothless. Just, you know, and to me... That aha moment was the Martin Screlli hearings. Do you remember they dragged him in because he raised the price of some life-saving drug when he How bought the company many? by seven like thousand percent percent or, or something like that? And oh this, you know, everyone was up in arms about it. And they, to a cross. and they bring him in and he sat there like the smug asshole that he is, and he basically says, I bought the company, it's a private company, I can do whatever I want. And if you guys want to make laws, make laws. But I don't give a shit, right? And and that's what happened. And it just showed what a farce these hearings are. And and I think that when you put people like Barr or uh, um, uh, HHS, Kirsten um, Nielsen in front, they, there's ap- They treat these hearings badly because. The Senate has not commanded that respect. I mean, so much in politics is about respect. And I think Congress has lost all respect. And I'm coming at that from both sides of the aisle. Both Democrats and Republicans, they have not garnered the kind of weight that they should be in Congress because they never make laws. I mean, what should have happened was when Scarelli left, They should have passed a lot of pharmaceutical companies that said, you can't raise prices by any more than, you know, 0.3x or whatever it is. That's what they should have done. But they don't. That's the point of the hearing is to to take action. To take action. Yes. And then they don't. So it's like, okay. So the fact that Barr. So it
2: is technically a waste of time if you're not doing anything from it. So, it doesn't necessarily have to be consequences for a person, which, whatever. It exactly doesn't to have point. to be consequences, but it needs to be action of some sort. Productive action.
1: You are picking up when I am throwing down. I'm and that's you. why, and, and, and that's what to me was frustrating, is Barr, and in fact, how many of the, the, the Democratic senators thought that, you know, he was arrogant and that he didn't treat them with respect? <laughs> you know what? You haven't earned it. As a, as a body, forget about both sides of the aisle, you haven't earned it. They haven't done shit. You know, what was, the last, what was the last thing Congress did of anything meaningful? ACA? Yeah, probably. I mean, and, and, and you know, we had all three branches for, for two years. And they, you know, they, they, they came up with one meaningful piece. And then you had Republicans had all three branches for two years. And they came up with a tax plan. Right? That's it. I mean... That's all that has happened in this Congress since 2008. Two pieces of major legislation, the ACA and the tax reform bill.
0: Yep, right. So, so why, why,
1: why, why would you fear this Congress?
0: <laughs> Good point. <sighs> I about it that way. <laughs> I got a lot more in my notes. <laughs> so let's pick something up. <laughs> okay, I got
1: one. This one. This one's really driving me crazy, and I don't know which Democrat is going to pick up on this. Barr says that he doesn't believe that you can obstruct because oh. there's no underlying crime. Oh, this is where I thought you were going, but... Oh, well, well, what were you thinking where I was going? Because I will get on that then.
0: I thought you were going to say that the president, under his powers, has the ability to fire... A oh yeah, counsel, that, right. Special counsel be or someone investigating him, if he believes he's falsely accused. That is Barr's
1: impression of the powers of the president. Well, here's what. Here's what. What? Yeah, no, it's insane. It's Th- that, that is insanity. Here, here's what I thought the Democrats missed out on in in that line of thought is who accused the president. no, n- n- no legal body accused the president. We don't accuse people legally in this country until we bring indictments. So when when Barr says the president was falsely accused... The media. That, that doesn't count. The media oh, no, doesn't I'm just count.
2: saying that's what they're spewing. And
1: you know what? If, if you look back at the way the media treated the Russian investigation, they put things more in the terms and context of questions. Yeah. They, they very rarely ever said... Trump colluded. It was always in the question of if Trump colluded.
2: Was there a collusion? Right.
1: Was there collusion? Right. I'm agreeing with so you. So when, but... when, when Barr says Trump was falsely accused, why isn't the question, no, 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 no. He wasn't. What do you mean by that? What, what do you mean he was accused? Who accused him? An accusation means you are bringing a charge against somebody. There's no... So to, to your point, Fred, I, I, that to me blows me away that they're allowing him to get away with this narrative that the president was falsely accused. Fucking pissed off about it is what I am. <laughs> <laughs> because he was not falsely accused. You know what I mean? There, there was speculation. There was an investigation. There was the uh, potential for him to do wrongdoing. But he was never falsely accused. He was never tried in the media.
2: Right.
1: You know, all they did was put all the dots together. Yep. Know? But where I was going with this is that Barr was saying there was no underlying crime. There doesn't have to be. Hold on. There was an underlying crime. See, here, here's uh, on the obstruction side. There doesn't have to be, right? But what I would have brought up was witness tampering. Because he tampered with Manafort and Flynn and, and Cohen. Cohen right? Yep. and there was underlying crime. So he's, he's trying to influence those witnesses on their crimes. Dangling. Uh, he's dangling that. a pardon in front of them saying don't flip and no. there is an underlying crime. So that's where I was again disappointed with Democrats questioning saying there was an underlying crime. In this, Okay, I'll give you an underlying crime on the conspiracy thing. Okay, fine. Hell yeah, there was. (laughs) But no, no, let's say we give him that, right? But there was an underlying crime on those other witnesses that he was tampering with. And uh, in uh, volume two, starting at about like, you know, page 129, and I highlight something in page 130, where that was one of those three... Those three buckets that Mueller laid out in terms of obstruction that seemed to meet all three criteria, right? Obstructive acts, um, nexus, and intent. Right. Uh, the witness tampering piece definitely was, and there was, an underlying crime to those. So when, when, when Barr says there's no underlying crime, why isn't somebody out there saying, no, there was an underlying crime? And then there's witness tampering. So now the president is witness tampering with an underlying crime. Why isn't that obstructive obju- obstruction of justice? He's almost still doing it now.
0: Yeah, with with uh, McGann.
1: Yep. I mean, tell him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The, you know, it does bring up one one aspect of this that I thought was interesting, and um, I don't want to say that, that Barr is right, <laughs> uh, but if, if if the investigation on obstruction is based on Trump trying to start the, trying to stop the investigation on obstruction, it goes on forever. (laughs) Right, right. It can be infinitum right there. I mean, it's like, oh, he's trying to stop this investigation. And I kind of get what Barr is getting at there. But I think that you have to look at kind of where it does end, right? It, 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 It ends with, the indictments and, uh um, court proceedings, you know, that, that nexus again, right? That nexus, uh, it, it probably wouldn't go much past Roger Stone's criminal proceedings. Right. But, but, but after, but to, you know, Barr made the point and, um, uh, what, how would I put it? Uh, that we've got, um, You've got to pick up your stakes basically when there's no underlying crime. Oh, pull and up. Pull, yeah, it's time. It's time to pull, pull up. up. And I think I, I think what he's saying there is because otherwise it always looks like the president is trying to stop that investigation. But there was still there was still plenty there. At no point in time, you know, did I think this was just an investigation about an investigation. Yeah, this was the time to pull up, is what Barr said. But, but he was really saying it about, and this is where I thought his testimony was really wacky at the beginning. Because right off the bat, he kind of said, well, if Mueller was going to indict, then he should have indicted.
0: Why is he even saying that? He didn't have the option to
1: indict. Exactly. Did you catch that in the real. Yeah, day? yeah. And I'm like, and, 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 and I think it was Klobuchar at the time, right? I, I, that I don't recall. But I was like, go! That's, that's Why aren't you saying then you. If, if he's the had question a the DOJ,
0: he should know damn well about the DOJ opinion that hey, Mueller is, is know, working hey, within the constraints to, of. So why would you even say, why isn't he indicting? Because he's trying to follow the DOJ
1: rule or right, whatever the, you call the, it. The, the, the question that really wasn't asked in that hearing last week or this week was do you think Mueller could have indicted would have you allowed Mueller to hand down an indictment to the president full stop let's mm-hmm. start there so then he doesn't say well if Mueller wanted to indict he could have indicted because then my next question would have been okay if no do you think it would have been right for him to recommend an indictment without indicting
4: well, that would
1: have been the next question and and, and then he's in a box right Because then I think he says, I think he says no, in which case then this investigation should have never started. And that's kind of where he's gone with this. If he says yes, then you're like, okay, well now we're here. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you think that, you know, he shouldn't call out an indictment, uh, even though he wants to, (laughs) then we're here. And you are, are not doing your job.
0: Well, they were basically saying, like, the first time that Mueller and Barr met since he took office, that was when Mueller reported to him that he was not... I think Barr questioned him, are you going to indict? And Mueller basically said no. So then you get back to Barr's theory that, well, if you aren't going to indict, what's the point of the investigation? So now people are speculating that at that point, Barr may have said Okay, if you're not going to indict, you're done. But he can indict because he's being the Boy Scout. And he's trying to follow the DOJ memo. Mm -hmm. So this is just total bullshit. You know, bars like talking in circles. You know, he's saying, well, it's binary. That's prosecutorial function. It's binary. Either you indict or you don't. And if you don't indict, you don't investigate. There's still so ethics that, though. So there's that means that... There's he, still lots of reasons to investigate. Still He's still to It's not to always criminal. Do what he want just because, alright, if that DOJ memo says, can't indict. So yeah. the the pre- presidents can run roughshod and just do whatever he wants because he can't be indicted? I don't know. And, and you know, it was on Rachel the other night, and I'm not sure if you saw it. They were talking about that exact situation where Barr is saying, if you're not going to indict, why did you investigate? Mm-hmm. In in And so what Rachel was saying in her analysis of it is that what Barr actually did, thinking he's like hamstringing Mueller and putting him in this box where he can't move, actually what he's doing is setting DOJ precedent and actually giving Mueller the opportunity to say, okay, you want me to... Indict. I will indict. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. That's so. That, that's exactly what he. That's the way I
1: read the first part of the hearing. Listen to it. Yeah.
0: That it was just like Barr trying to be smarter than the average bear is playing these games with Mueller, theoretically. Yeah. And yet, what he ended up doing is maybe superseding that DOJ memo mm-hmm. in saying, "I want you to make a decision," and and it's giving. Mm-hmm. Mueller the freedom to actually go in front of the House committee or whatever and say, Yes, I would indict. Yes. Because my boss told me I, I need to make a decision. So I, I thought that was interesting that he think he he thinks he's being so smart, so clever, so crafty. When in actuality he may have just opened himself up to let Mueller
1: supersede yeah. that. I, I don't know it, if that ship's already sailed with Mueller, but it will be interesting how Mueller responds to that question. It will be the question, right? Would have you have indicted? Because Barr also gave a whole bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo about, well, according to what Mueller said, it wasn't because of the DOJ memo that he didn't indict. No, and then and, and really, that's not – that that again, that's another lie. I mean, it's pretty clear when you read volume two, page one, I think it is, and somebody brought it up to him. He explains why he doesn't pass an indictment judgment based on the DOJ memo.
0: Yeah, he said it wouldn't be fair because you know presidents wouldn't have a a, a day in court. Yeah, so yeah, he was trying to be fair, which is admirable,
1: Boy Scout bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the other thing that I I thought was pretty interesting um, was when uh, uh, Senator Chris Coons asked him um going forward, what if another uh, a, a foreign uh adversary. uh adversary came to a campaign and offered them information should they take it And he like had a brain cramp. <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> And Barr kind of like and, and again he wanted to get into this you know semantic argument. You know, he was like, well, foreign intelligence agency from the government. You know, it was like, you know, Trump Jr., he doesn't know if the Russian government is giving this information or not. Right. It's some lawyer and some pop star. Right. I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, and and, and I thought, again, that was a little weak on the questioning where Barr wants to parse the meaning of foreign intelligence agency. And that to me is like, I don't care. How do you, How would you know whether it's tied? What if you don't know that it's tied to the government? It's a foreigner, but you don't know that it's tied to the government. What do
0: you do? These foreigners will normally carry a business card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you ask for it, then and, you'll know. And they actually have like a, uh, a, a flow chart with how far away removed from Putin they are. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, you, you know, just if it's really, you know, complicated, then you can say, okay, right? But if it's... Pie charts. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Venn diagrams. <laughs> gotta throw that in there. And, and then the way Barr
0: ended it. Snitty. Yeah. <laughs> how did I know you were going there? <laughs> yeah. uh, what a... He just... He, he, he put himself a little bit more in the Trump camp when, yes. he, when he did that yeah. saying that Mueller was getting a little snitty in the letter and he goes and and I believe that it was written by some of his staffers <laughs> going back to a couple weeks earlier the first um, information about the staffers being unhappy about the way things were being yes. laid out there so yeah
1: and I don't care whether it was written by a staffer or not it had Mueller's blessing so again, you're going to get into splitting hairs, written by, typed by, sent by, emailed by, whatever, right? I mean, you know, I, I had people that, you know, wrote to Barbara McQuade. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got peeps.
0: Yeah. Right. And you know what was funny about when he called
1: when he called Mueller's
0: letter snitty. Did, did you? Did I got time. I mean, did you see the body, body language with it? He was just like. Flopping it and you know in front. No, you know. I didn't
1: see the all all that. I caught later. Yeah, he yeah.
0: picked up the letter, and It was kind
1: of snitty,
0: and he's like, uh, like he he what was trying ass. to slick boogers off his fingers or something. You I don't, don't know. He's me. such an ass.
1: I never thought I'd you know come to the day where I miss sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> there
0: is not there.
1: Nobody has said that yet. <laughs> Nobody has said that yet. I
0: just did, but in you know. Chuck, Chuck Rosenberg.
2: There you
0: go. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought of Chuck Better Rosenberg only because... I don't have to fact check now. Kind of wrapping up this whole Barr thing. Back when Barr was, um, went through his Senate hearing to be approved for the position, a lot of people, including Chuck Rosenberg, kind of stuck his neck out and said, Barr is an institutionalist. Yes. And Barr, it should go forward And do X, Y, and Z, and be a stand up guy and and not be the Ray Cohn for the president and all that kind of stuff. And recently, Chuck Rosenberg has apologized and said, I was wrong. Everyone's been wrong. Well, yeah, everyone's been wrong about this guy. And they're saying, Except for Trump. If if you look back into the history, the things this guy has done through his career, him and Trump are two peas in a pod. They're the same. Did he have a
1: university? Hmm, well, i fact check that.
0: <laughs> but a lot of people have been fooled into this notion that he's some kind of institutionalist, mm. that he's going to um, protect and embody the DOJ. Like a lot, most of the people that are yeah. lifetime bureaucrats there. That that's Did you the, say bureaucrats? Bu- I, be- 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 I heard bureaucrat. 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 Okay. <laughs> if that's not a clue.
1: <laughs> I know we're a little dry here. It's been empty for 40 minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's they, been a long episode. they that he has exposed himself to be the person that he is and always has been. Got it, Fred. Let's get to the beer. <laughs> Chuck Rosenberg. <laughs> hey, right.
1: Let's talk go. about your milk toast, though. Okay. Only because he's a fellow podcaster, competitive podcaster. All right.
0: I would like to see his numbers against ours already. <laughs> does,
1: does he have any listeners in Turkey? Hey, I did ask Barbara McQuaid to give us a shout-out on Rachel Maddow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Being like, she's talking about all this legal stuff of, of you know, indictments. And, and she picks precedent. up a Rachel Maddow copy cup. Pot-ums up, and then she's like, "By the way, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you haven't heard of Potums up podcast, I highly recommend it." Sure, can you give her one of Rachel. the bottoms uh, up glasses? Gotta carry drink those on, on hand. Well, I, oh, we would we wow. would bring her one if she would agree to an yes. interview. So there you go, Barbara, if you're listening, we do get a glass. <laughs> I didn't I didn't throw that out in the email. All right, missed We, we are parched, waitress. Yes.
0: Bring us another drink. Potums up. up. up.
3: Empty glasses. <laughs> they sound empty. All right, Blattle. What else did you bring us today? Okay. Is it in the treasure trove? Uh, is it
0: is nice and cold, not getting lukewarm. Ha 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 ha
1: ha. All right. Um, uh, you know, uh, I I always want to like give you a story, but this is the <laughs> we already had one. Story. I know, I know. This is the poet from New Holland Brewing Company. Did it you is find an... it on a plane. Uh, no, but guess who I met on a plane? Was it it in New York City? I also met Hulk Hogan on a plane. Oh, boy. And he called me brother. Brother! He calls everyone that. (laughs) Well, I know, but he called me. Did he ever call you brother? I haven't met him yet. Okay, well. (laughs) Yet.
3: I thought he was dead. No.
1: (laughs) Smacho man. Joking. I met him, too. I was on a plane with a bunch of them. Who was that Some wrestler? That yeah, all, all wrestlers. We, yeah, like, a, like, it was almost at, like a
0: private charter. We saw him at uh, Comic-Con. And mm-hmm. then he was dead. Like Ric Flair or one of those guys.
2: You're Big asking time? 100% the <laughs> wrong person. <laughs> you remember Spooge wanted to see him? Yes, I do. That
1: wrestler. But he... Spooge right now wants us to have a beer. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is the Poet Oatmeal Stout. Um, the reason I went with this beer, now I'll tell the story after we got it out. Oh. Looking for the uh, mouth opener um, uh, because I thought we have been going a little bit lighter lately, whether it's been IPAs or some of the fruity ales. And even though it's winter is technically over, it is not uh, functionally over, right? Hail to the no! Except for my uh, grass is ungodly long. Uh, but I thought, yeah, you know what? Let's let's get one more stout in there uh, before it gets too hot. So excellent pour there, Fred. And half pint. Look at that. Oh yes, half pint is better
2: well. than before. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. risk of overflow this time. Um, I'm all about it.
3: Knobs totally killed the head. Apparently, I can't get any head. Yeah. <laughs> um... Um, <laughs>
1: Anyway, certainly uh, stout in color, rich in color, aroma. Bottoms up! Oh, mm. bottoms up! Bottoms up! Oh, you
0: can tell the difference yeah. with full glasses. It's I um, a much sweeter sound. Um,
1: I, I had to really double and triple check to make sure that we had not done this beer before. Maybe because the label kind of looks like Cabin Fever, a little bit, and uh, it's a stout. And um, and I think you might also have been uh, mixing it up with a.
0: Uh, founder's porter remember we had talked about that mm-hmm. was one of the ones that everybody has seen forever but yeah nobody got that's yeah. a, sort of reminds me of that later um,
1: and uh i'm a huge poe fan uh so you know calling it the poet with the with the raven on on label yes sir mm-hmm, mm-hmm. jumps out at me um and i'm sure i think we've done a new holland beer as well yeah at least one
4: um uh,
2: The oats bring a creaminess and soft mouthfeel to the rich, roasty malt character.
1: Um, Does that soft, soft mouthfeel is 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 that?
0: I think so. It coats your mouth and it kind of feels
1: velvety. This is not the strongest stout I've ever had, Mm -mm. right? I mean, it's not a slap you in the face stout. We've we've had richer ones.
3: No, absolutely, I, you. I think it's only okay. Just like you were saying, there's nothing outstanding about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a stout. It's, it's a stout. But there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's really an oatmeal stout
1: yeah. um, as breakfast stouts go. I don't know. Again, if I, um, if I uh, pick up on anything distinguishing about mm-hmm. it, you know, do, I, do I, um, you know, apple spice. Oatmeal, <laughs> cinnamon, nutmeg. <laughs> what kind of oatmeal is there? Maple, you know? brown sugar. Oh, <laughs> um, mm. go with the Quaker variety pack whenever uh-huh. you can. Yep.
2: Yeah, I, it's I, something I get a lot. When I see it, I feel safe ordering it because I know it. I. I know it's it. a very. It's a poet. I know it. Huh. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's a. It's no, a very yeah. safe. I, I see it a lot around here. A, yeah. a lot of places I go to a lot. It's pretty much a standard. Um, yeah. I'm more like. Like you said, we've been doing a lot of the summer ones. At this point, I'm more into the summer ones, but I'm always down for a stout. But at this point, you were ready for another beer. Absolutely. <laughs> and always down for an oatmeal stout. Uh, it's not like, I agree with Nobs, it's not Do we have a totally uh, the best, but it's good. I like it. Only
1: 5.8 again. Yeah. It's real weak for a stout. Can you see, Starr? Two. A 5.7 and a 5.8. Uh, so it's a step up. So that's why it's the soft mouthfeel versus the hard mouthfeel. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Mm. Don't don't go anywhere with that, but um, yeah, I, I would probably lean more towards meh. It's not bad. I like it's it. It's not good. It's it's just not outstanding. Yeah. You know,
0: there's nothing unique about it. And and I know that we try not to compare right. beer but, to beer to beer to beer, but, but some people but want this, to. Th- yes, I've heard this mm. in the world of the stouts we've had, and and you guys have been pulling me over from the ipa side to these darker heavier beers to me this kind of falls a little short compared to the other ones we've had so mm-hmm. i i'm in agreement with knobs that there's just nothing jumping out about it i i'm looking for like secondary taste but it's just roasted malt yeah
1: that's it i'm, I'm getting that's the roasted
0: it. malt and that's about it i mean that's where it ends for me.
1: how, how if you were in the mood first stout. Again, going the comparison way route. If you're in the mood for a stout, and you saw the tap for Guinness, or you saw this the tap for Poet, would it matter? Hmm. It would for me. So I'm I'm going to try to stick local. There you go. Agreed. Very political. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of pushes it a little bit. I mean, because I I was using Guinness as the 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 standard bearer of stout, right? The benchmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to think if it had higher
3: ABV, had more flavors? Of it. <laughs> yeah, if you could have got saying, over six for crying out loud. Just saying, like, New Holland, if you're uh, listening, crank that shit up a little bit. Uh, like I always favorite. like
1: on the on the on the bottle they put pairing recommendations. Um, mushrooms. I don't. They didn't say what type or how. <laughs> could it could be you know psilocybin? But um, uh, then beef and then uh, soft ripened cheeses. What's a soft ripened cheese? Um,
2: brie. Brie.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yum. Uh, and then chocolate. That is a guess.
2: Chocolate. <laughs> it all sounds right to me. It sounds good.
1: Yeah, where's our chocolate? When are we mm. gonna do a chocolate show?
2: I must be here for that.
1: <laughs> Get in line, sesta. <sighs>
2: nah, I say for me. I would always order it. I, I see your points, but I feel like it's a solid oatmeal style.
1: If you if you enjoy it, it's so a for me. Yeah. It's and night. you're gonna order no it over complaints. the Guinness. I would like to compare it with a Guinness,
0: but but didn't we find out when GZ was here that Guinness is actually sissy stout? But well, that's why I'd like to compare. That's what this is. Well, this is, but even Guinness, I think, is even more sissy stout. And and that was like my first dark beer, and I stuck with that big time forever. You know, I did black and tan. If I can't see through the beer, I'll drink it. That that was my yeah. whole opinion on it. And I was thinking I was. This badass drinking Guinness, <laughs> where everyone else is drinking Bud Light and all these others. Yeah,
1: I was I was Guinness harp. If I could get the black and tan, that was my thing. Can you
0: try making it on your own? It never worked. never works. You Guinness is four, 4. point two. That's what I'm saying. It's it's really sissy stout, and we were fools for all those years. And I guess Hardly it, stout. <laughs> I guess we never 4.2? No. Is that true? everything's four point two. Bet ba- well, what was Stroh's like? Three point eight and. LeBan, yeah. I mean, what was the Berdor that Canadian Berdor extra we, stock, six point five, six point five, 6.5, and we thought we were like injecting heroin or something.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything else was so weak, you know.
1: We would, we would travel to another country <laughs> to get
0: 6.5. I mean, we had to make a pack before we did Berdor. You guys sure you want to do this? We may go places we
1: don't know. <laughs> Doing over there
2: point I'm just taking a picture. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Oh, oh, because you wanted the you wanted the logo. I did. Glass. Yes. I see. All right. But it didn't turn out as hey, well. bottoms as I did up. Did. Bottoms up. Mm. We we I'll do both. Okay. Okay. I, I stole knobs. <laughs> That's why this works for radio.
2: <laughs> Here, you can take a sip at least. Before we jump into I want our, it back though. Our Here, Take
0: a picture. I need to say something.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Please do. China
0: if you're listening please get
1: trump's tax returns I, I you you're forcing me to go on about the political topic and i don't want to hillary was so good on rachel maddow yeah she was very good i i, I mean you don't have to like her as a politician but boy, was she she was on her game on that interview. She showed the contrast. She showed what we're missing, and she showed the hypocrisy of the way people are treating this Trump administration, all within the same thirty minutes. I mean, it was it, it, was, it was really a great good. Interview. It, it was, was and, rock and, solid, and she was relaxed, and she wasn't bitter, and I, I think it was genuine, right? But when she said, "I live rent free in Trump's head." <laughs> one of the great political lines
0: speaking of hillary um she was also this week on a comedy central skit Hmm. show In in didn't say it I don't know who the the guy was on the show. I, I'm sure Half Pint would know who it was if I could give her a clue, so she's not gonna be able. To help Other me than out. just that guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she just she's up on all the comedians big yeah. time. So if, if I even had an inkling who it was or any brain recall, I might come up with a name. Regardless, what the skit was is I believe Hillary and Bill were both on, but the the part I heard was only Hillary and what it was is she was recording the Mueller report for books on tape. Ah! <laughs> and it was hilarious because the guy's, right. Hillary, try it this time, but with more feeling. <laughs> and they're going back and forth. She keeps rereading it. It was actually very funny. I'm going
1: to put that on the fact check because Googling just what the information you gave might come up with what that is. And maybe we can come up with some audio of it yeah, as yeah. well. It was actually very funny because he's like on her, like yeah. this, this director. It. Come on, Hillary, you can do better <laughs> than that.
0: You... Feel it, feel it, be it, you know. And uh, she tri- she tries it again, and of course she nails it. And so funny! How ironic would that be, huh? Her reading that yeah. actually
1: is a book on tape. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'm still not through the Mueller report. I've been. I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm not a fast reader, and I started this a couple weeks ago. And you know, last week I talked about how where I was at with it. I'm still enjoying the read, but I'm still not through it.
0: If it was a book on tape, I'd be on it, but I just can't read. I mean,
1: <laughs> we four, know. 460
0: you, you pages? Yeah. That's daunting. That would be a year to me.
1: Well, I, you know, I, the, the book I read before be this year. was 400 and something pages, so... Oh, by yeah. Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> right? Oh, oh you are bad,
2: bad, bad. Oh my God, terrible. Uh, well, it's true. It, no. Stop, move on. <laughs>
1: No, it wasn't, because it was Sacagawea. Oh, Sacagawea. Okay, not Pocahontas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of books, half point, did you read the book I gave you I didn't yet? read
2: it. If you saw the stack of books in my room right it's now. It's 80 pages
1: long. But I have two, Do
0: that one 450
2: worse. books that are what due for
0: me. What are you reading right I now?
2: I just finished Pete Buttigieg's book, Buttigieg. I think that's how you say it. Buttigieg. 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 And it was really good, actually. But I, I'm i am ai a... I'm a big proponent of libraries and i don't like it to be late because other people are waiting there's like six holds after me it had to be back so i had to finish that and i have another one that's due you could read
1: 80 pages tonight you could have read 80 pages while fred and i were <laughs> going on about Barr's testimony probably
2: true but <laughs> i promise I i'll read because i want to share i know i, wanna, I know i want well, to have
1: it. our own little book club
2: i'll get to it i swear i don't read I, I,
1: as you have stated <laughs> I can't. I can't. (laughs) I'm like the president. All right. uh, Are we now moving on to our our fun topic? Let's do it. We're in our third (laughs) hour. Let's move forward here. (laughs) Uh, I've been wanting to kind of throw this out there for a while. You know, I have Mm -hmm. this list of cultural topics, and and this one's been on the list for a while. Um, And especially since... Recently, you've been to New York, haven't you? Me? <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Who, me? <laughs> yes, I
0: have. Yes, I have. Uh, and y- Thank y- you for asking.
1: Y- you know, New York is, uh, among so many other things, known for its mass transit, the way that it moves people around, right? Yeah, absolutely. And here in the D, we are we trying to get to that place? I mean, I guess that's fair enough to say. Hmm. It's sort of like a Guinness at four points. Yeah,
0: <laughs> very good. It's, I like
1: that. Brain it's kind
0: of yeah. like they want to give you the impression yeah. they're moving that way, but they're really not.
1: Yeah, our mass transit is weak mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not felt. It's dry mouthfeel versus moist <laughs> mouthfeel. No. but but there are attempts being made, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so it it, it, it kind of got me thinking a little bit about what is what is happening with transportation in the urban setting, right? And, and, and I kind of think there's two, two schools of, of transportation right now, two categories of transportation that are changing most American lives, right? And, and, you know, there's the mass transit side and then what I would refer to as the urban transit side.
2: Okay.
1: And so what I mean by that half-pint is... The mass transit side is about moving masses of people from rural and suburban areas into more denser mm-hmm. um, urban or metropolitan areas, right? That's, yeah. you know, so in Chicago and New York, you know, you've got trains that are moving people into the city or out to the burbs. That is the one thing that we're really lacking in the D right it was mm-hmm. built all around highways and cars and that's the way that the um, the the big 3 automakers wanted to keep it they didn't want to have detroit as a showcase for urban i mean of, of mass transit because they wanted it's everyone to it's the motor city it. not it's, the subway and, and we, we go in our cars <laughs> yeah.
3: but didn't gm buy different mass transit around the country and shut them down just for that very reason
1: uh, fact check fact that'd check be that. interesting. I don't
3: know. I'd never heard that, yeah. but that's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. GM for sure, possibly the rest of the big three. They're, I guess, back in the day they. Well, they I, I could see they would have reason yes. to do it. But like they bought like mass transit companies and drove them into the ground. I wonder sure.
1: what cities. Well, you know, Detroit for sure. Well, in Detroit, they're yeah. just we're never going to let it happen. But you know, when you think about the great urban. Areas of the U.S. right, and 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 as far as the rest of the world goes, we're we're, we're not even in the top, whatever right, the top, I, you know, fifteen according to TravelandLeisure.com, just to throw one out, but but I wouldn't even think it would be that close. Yeah. No, I'm saying we weren't in the top 15. Oh, okay. they okay. only they only ranked 15. And oh, we were right. in the top 15. I misunderstood what you were right. saying. Okay, gotcha. Um, but there are cities that do better. Within the U.S. than other cities,
2: mm-hmm. I would yeah, also yeah. argue population-based and the amount of jobs in the city versus in the suburbs of Metro Detroit, versus in New York City. The amount of jobs people are going into New York City oh, versus I people see. going into Detroit versus the population. Detroit's going in, in the
0: right direction as far as businesses moving down there, but sh- she's right in that Currently, the jobs are in the birth. relative the, the to other of the other city. big cities. That's another reason to The rush of
2: people no, is not going necessarily into the city. They're
1: people are still going where the jobs are. Right, and correct. If, and, and if that's not you No, know, that's a really, really good point. In fact, when I... And, and I think that has um, uh, created a really great suburban environment in mm-hmm. Detroit. Right. Where, you know, when people want to compare Detroit and dog it or whatever... You know, maybe our city has struggled more than their city, although I could argue that it depends on who you're comparing it to. But our suburbs are better than most of other burbs that I've been into in other cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, Troy, Birmingham, Royal Oak, Mm -hmm. Bloomfield, even, you know, I don't want to say even, kind of a slight, but Southfield. Yeah. You know. Novi. Novi. you know, those are desirable places to work and live. Yeah. And it doesn't have that urban feel at all, no. but they're great suburbs. And, um, you know, when people compare Detroit to other cities, you know, it's always, everyone compares to New York and San Francisco and Chicago and Boston. Okay, well, that's not fair, no. right? Compare Detroit to St. Louis and Houston and, you know, Atlanta and, and, they're no better. <laughs> They're really not. I mean, Houston's a pit. You know, Atlanta shuts down at night. Um, and, and by and large, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, so I always think that, you know, when Detroit when gets that bad rap. But that's not what I was going at. I was, I was kind of rambling. Um, but there's the mass transit side of what's happening around urban centers. But then there's this urban transit thing that's happening, Right. And this urban transit thing is how are people moving around within the cities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really fascinating because, you know, you had the rideshare things come on. Now ridesharing is, is, what, almost 10 years old? Probably not quite. I think 2011 is where I think yeah. I saw one of them started. So still relatively new.
2: But it feels kind of standard at this point um, for most major no, that's the way. that's the way shit happens. Yeah.
1: You know? I mean, we were talking about this in one of our episodes about how long we've been drinking craft beers. I feel like I've been drinking craft beers for 30 years and it's been like five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, things, things happen pretty pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, ride sharing, I don't know if that has become a mass transit experience as much it has become, like I said, that urban transit experience. Like, are mm-hmm. people... How, how many people are using mass transit to commute?
2: Some. Some. I think more... If you're putting it in those two categories, probably more of the urban route than the mass. But I think some people absolutely do use it. They don't have a car. They can't afford a car. They don't drive. Whatever. I think people do use it Yeah. to commute, yeah. but I think that that's less... I mean, like, I literally know somebody at my job that does that. They... They take an Uber every day to and from work. I don't know why, but they do. But I think more often than not, it's a... We're, you know, yeah. bar hopping or we're, you know, just trying to get to one place right, A to B right. real quick within our city. I mean, some people do it to get to the airport, but that's... I don't even know. And I do that sometimes. Right, but that's I, I like that. a little more technically long distance because of where we live. But, I mean, yeah, I think it's more of a shorter distance A to B... I don't want to drive, or I don't drive. I don't have a car. Then it is a mass transit. Yeah. Personally, yeah. from what I know. But.
1: What what percent are because they have a DUI? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how many. Okay, okay. Um, uh, according to some statistics, and we'll post this uh, post this uh, on our sites. Nineteen percent of Americans living in rural America have used a ride uh, hailing app.
2: Nineteen percent.
1: Nineteen percent in rural. Okay. Um, and I was trying to think that that, that number seems high to me.
2: Seems high to me too. And
1: and, and so I, I was kind of thinking like, what is rural? Um, so I, when I was out in the West Coast visiting my sister in the, and we went to Port Angeles, Washington, which is this little tiny town, we used ride sharing to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. But it's rural. Yeah. Like. It's very rural. So I think that's, you know, it. it maybe they're using it again more for that evening uh, uh, nightlife kind mm-hmm. of thing than the commute. When right. you're
0: saying ride sharing, what exactly are you talking Uber about? Uber Okay, okay. I don't, that's not the term I would use, but. <laughs> well,
4: that's no, the no, term no. I mean, is. But ride, you know
0: what?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Okay. I'm going to try and compose myself here, Fred. No, when when
0: when you Fred, say ride-sharing... He hears carpool. I think of Mishibans. That's ride-sharing to me. Okay, I'm not up on your hip language. <laughs> and I don't care. Because I'm a bureaucrat.
1: Did you did, did you take the SEMTA this morning? <laughs> smart. I'm sorry, the smart. Well, okay, that's another aspect that I wanted to bring up, though. Was, you know, when we talk about moving people around, especially in Detroit, we don't use a a bus system very well here in Michigan, in Southeast Detroit. They don't do anything good <laughs> mass transit wise. Right. I mean, the there's bus always system always has a news, stigma to it. There's right? always news
0: stories. Although the, this last rendition of the bus service, they've repainted them and they've made all these promises to be on time more often. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. I don't know how successful they are. I've never used them here, but I think that a lot of people rely on them here. Not maybe where we live, but I think close to where you, we live. Do you think
1: mm-hmm. it's lower economic people that rely on them? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's what I mean by the stigma. Like, again, when you look at other cities, Seattle comes to mind, people... Of all walks of life, yes. ride the bus.
2: Yes, I agree. They know the bus. Here, you know. it's lower economic. They, don't, they can't afford a car or they don't drive. Yeah. They can't drive
1: yeah. for
2: whatever reason, absolutely. Yeah. You go a little farther, you know, you go in certain suburbs and more people are relying on the bus than yeah. others.
1: Now, in total, we were talking about the stats, 19% of Americans um, in rural areas have said they've used a ride-hailing app. Okay, maybe that's better for you there, Fred. Um, That makes more sense. But uh, uh, in suburban and urban areas combined, that number is probably somewhere around 45%. And that number seems seems, high to me.
2: Oh, really? That seems low to me. I was going
1: to say it almost seems low. Really? Oh, sure.
2: 45 seems low to me. Because I think there's a lot of
1: people that aren't technically interested. Like, there's a lot
2: well, of people... I
0: feel that we've been late to the game using the Uber and the Lyft and all that kind of stuff. I've what, never used Uber He's... or Lyft.
1: That's what I mean. It seems like Are everybody... Are you rural who... or urban?
3: Why Suburban. Know... Where do you, want... do you put yourself? Do you want to know what kind of mass transit I had growing up? Well, you had a, a horse. horse. <laughs> it was a hayride <laughs> pulled by a tractor.
1: That was my mass transit. Well, okay, nobs. I get that <laughs> where you were brought up, but you know now, where would you consider yourself suburban uh rural I, th- I think more rural if anything, yeah, no, I guess I would put it, but still, then no need, right No. Re- yeah, there's no need,
4: yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, I crawl think, day maybe.
2: yeah, I think where you are. I can see the leaning towards rural, but also there's a down... There's a quote-unquote lively downtown scene at times that I would prefer to have many times to have had someone I could just call an Uber, and there's, like, two Uber drivers in the whole county or whatever. And we know
3: one
0: of them. And
2: we do know one of them. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And who... I probably would be next to me and not want to drive with. Right. So, I mean, I, and it's, it's, I feel like it's built up enough where I would expect there to be. Oh, that's that's kind of like, oh, I
3: take it back. I know both. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I think I might too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I
2: mean? Like there, but it's, that's why I would expect it to be higher. And maybe that's cause I'm younger. And like, I was living on a college campus for four years and, and that's like standard. It's like you, you took an Uber home. You're not going to walk. You're not going to drive yeah. for sure. And I don't know.
0: Not in that time
1: well and, and and then that kind of leads to the other sort of transit phenomena that's happening right okay so uber light rail buses that's how we get into the city but once we get there there are a couple things that are happening around the country that are just sort of you know like a wave right mm-hmm. and, and, and that's this scooter and bike thing that's mm-hmm. happening yeah. Um you know, it's it, it's come to Detroit. Yep, There's and three companies down there now. Uh, three companies. Uh, uh, do you know what they are? Bird and uh, Lime. 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 And what's the third? The third one. I because Bird and Lime are the largest. I thought
2: that to. Uber was doing one.
1: I've never seen the third. But brand, I think it's under I heard a different a third name. Company. Uber and Lyft have both purchased scooter yeah. services.
0: Yeah,
2: there is yeah. a third one. I can't remember the name of it.
1: Well, we went
0: to California, what, year Last so?
2: July, and it was right before it's kind of started spreading. So they had the Lime and the Bird scooters well, anywhere you looked in California. We were in L.A. Well, and San Diego. We
0: were in L.A., and then we came into Santa Monica. Santa Monica. And we were seeing That's, scooters that. everywhere, and we're like, what is this? Because we, we had no idea. I'd never heard of them. And there was like, I think thought they said there was 700 some.
1: here's a photo of a park in santa monica yep wow that's it yep yep but,
0: but we were trying to it's figure out
1: th- it's got like hundreds of scooters laying there in a park waiting to be used
0: yeah yeah but we saw them in santa monica and it was just so cool and i'm thinking
2: what is this yeah and about two months after we got back they no, in Detroit we tried
0: after. it when we went to San Diego. Remember yeah, but it? I'm
2: saying they came here very shortly afterwards. Yeah. To Detroit.
0: Now, I have not used one. Oh, they're a blast, man. But De- Detroit is a horrible place. California is a wonderful place to use them. Detroit is horrible because the roads are in such bad repair that I normally, when I ride a bike, I, re- I wear a brain, a brain bucket. A helmet and you need one. <laughs> you need you need one in detroit on scooters everywhere else i wasn't too worried about it but in detroit the roads are just awful but you know what you do it anyways because it, it's a blast the scooters go about 50 miles an hour yep, it and is you fun. scoot it's a blast i don't like uh my wife and daughter <laughs> we're going to the comic book shop and that ain't my gig So I'd find a scooter down there, and I would go around the same block. See, but he's doing it for
2: fun. (laughs) Okay, that's what I'm (laughs) doing. And every time we've used it, it's been for fun because it's just a good joyride because we don't have an electric scooter. So that's the
1: reason I haven't done it, because I'm not fun. (laughs) No, no, like, I I haven't decided to. The first time I saw them, when I was visiting my sister in Seattle, and, you know, I I see the scooter laying on the ground, and then she told me all about it, and blah, 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 you know, I don't know. It was eighteen months back, the first time or whatever, and she's like, "You got to try it. now." There's a, there was one practical reason that I really wanted to use it, and that is because where she lives is on a hill, mm. and the bars <laughs> at the bottom of the hill, and you walk to the bars, and then you have to walk back up the hill. <laughs> the scooter's and, got enough gumption to get up there. I don't know. If they do. We never oh, we, we we never <laughs> find enough, uh, for like the group that we're with, like the three or four, and. Fred, when I say this hill is steep and long, you're not thinking steep enough and long enough. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, no matter how drunk you are, you are completely sober by the time you get to the top. <laughs> if you get to the top. <laughs> I, I've been with some, some of my sister's friends that haven't quite made it. And like, okay, we're going to camp here. Oh <laughs> Unless God. someone come gets us with a car, Okay. But anyway, uh, the Queen Anne Hill, the Fremont Hill, <laughs> it's 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 incredible how steep it is, um, and car it's a road. I mean, it, you know. But anyway, uh, so I've never done one, but they seem like fun. But a riot. But, but is it a practical thing? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is it is it a practical way to get around in a downtown area? Well, I recall practical. I recall when they first. Made... you say in your head? When they first, I was
0: looking right. between people, oh. but I would say yes. I recall when the scooters first came to Detroit. I was listening to uh, some talk radio, and they were talking to the people who, who owned those companies here or whatever were responsible. And what they said is they had a large clientele of people that were coming into the city, like by the queue line or something mm-hmm. like that. But yet they'd still be three quarters of a mile. From their yeah. destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you so take the Q line that you're gonna runs be, up and down Woodward. Yeah. it'll yeah, yeah, be down at down least
2: down. three
1: quarters of a mile from wherever you got to go. Yeah. But
0: that's what they were saying is that they saw that as a way to help those people out because there's still a couple of city blocks mm-hmm. over. So these people jump on a bird or a lime or whatever and they're in their suits, shoot over to the court building or, or whatever. You know, these are professionals that are doing this. Yeah. They don't want to drive. Car- I mean, no they don't keeping, want to drive and pay no
1: the one's car. keeping stats on, you know, fun versus practical. Right. That, I I'm just bringing I, I just throw that out there because I think it's a good. Yeah.
2: Here I think here yeah, like he said, I think that's reasonable. I listen to a lot of podcasts for some reason they're all LA based and from what I've heard from people talking about it, a lot of people do legitimately use them. Like it's outside my house, I will drive it to or ride it 2 miles to work or whatever. In L.A., I wouldn't blame them, because if you can ride on the sidewalk versus sitting in traffic all day, Sidewalk, you're not supposed to be on the sidewalk. Right, but that's my next thing, is it depends. In certain cities, I think it would be safer and or more practical for places that have designated bike lanes, that have... I mean, I, I don't think anything's to the point of designated lime scooter lanes, but I think a lot of places have bike lanes. It's and like, I think it's safer for them to be there than the thing, and that's why they're not in places like New York. We've been to New York recently. They do not have those me scooters too. there.
1: <laughs> the reason...
2: Because there's too many people on the street they could not get through, and they will they'd die be, They'd the be
0: useless though. there. Too much congestion.
1: Right. I mean, I mean there's there's... As I kind of looked into this, there's, I, I would say there's, there's two reasons that you just hit on why they're not in New York. One is they haven't had the collaboration, and the collaboration starts with city design, right. things like bike lanes, because sidewalks are not that great and, yeah. you know, riding in the street is not that great. And then the other one is in, in the absence of collaboration, then you need to have more regulation. So where do you where do you ride? Where do you drop it off? And you know, so they're still working out those details. I think scooters will be in New York. I think the electric bikes. I
2: was gonna say
1: boatloads this time. in New York, and that yeah, no, I've seen the city
2: bikes. and that's different. Yeah. The city These bikes the have docking, ones. but they have Doesn't docking matter. stations where they have a designated area for them to be picked up and dropped off versus Anywhere. scooters. Which has pros and cons. The scooters can be dropped off right in front of your house, and there you go. You don't have to walk half a mile to the docking station. But also, they're in a designated spot. They're just not somebody throwing them on the corner, in the middle of the road, at a car, in
1: the river. Do do you think that's okay for them just to leave them on the sidewalk? I think
2: it's helpful to some people at certain points, but I think it it leads to disarray (laughs) and loss of product if people are throwing them in the road or getting mad i think people throw them in the river i've heard that a lot
1: <laughs> or there's or scooters in who, the bottom of the river and I, if this, is the another, river, this is another this is another not even the worst thing california
2: thing where like a lot of like if you're in an apartment or a complex there's like a, a gate and so people will take them home and bring it inside the gate and the gate locks they have the key because they live there and so the scooter, someone pulls it up on their phone, and they'll track the scooter yeah. to this corner, but it's behind a gate, and they can't get to it. It's because the people live there want to use it in the morning, and so they'll take it, and you can't get in. So they're,
1: they're making it their own personal. They're making it
2: their own, yeah. You
0: know what? We When we were in San Diego, we, we tracked one on a phone. Really good points. And what these guys did is there's a – it isn't a barcode, but what's that other – Thing like
2: a Q, uh, the Q QR score? code or something. QR like that?
0: that that QR code, you know, the square thing, the square, square thing. QR, yeah. They took it off the scooter yeah. and they kept it upstairs in their apartment because no one could activate the scooter without the QR code. So the scooter was in front of their house, but it was useless to right. us.
1: Have they figured out a way to charge it? Right.
0: I don't know about that
1: part because that that's where that's that's the other half of these things, right? You know, when I was reading articles about it, they talked about lime juicers and bird hunters. Uh, <laughs> the people that collect them every night and well, charge them up? Or they just go right to the thing and they charge them up or they switch the batteries out. So there's different ways to do it. They get X amount of money yep. per scooter. Yep. Yeah. yeah you, actually, it, it, it pays better than being a Lyft driver. Yeah. yeah. 20 to 30 bucks an hour. I believe it. To be a, to be a lime juicer or a bird hunter. Um, but it's very competitive. Because you know it's like a scavenger hunt, kind of. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Just bounce around town. So you know you're like racing to get to that next. Sounds fun for one night. (laughs) Yeah. Bubba in San Diego was the king of finding dead scooters. (laughs) Yeah. That was Uh, a cluster. But uh, (laughs) you know, so if if people are are pulling off the the codes or locking them up, they can't get juiced properly. Right. I don't know how much, I, now, that guy might know, hey, look, it, I can get a juice by the time I get it to work. So I can go to and from on a on a, uh, on a charge, and then when I get back to work, yeah, one of those scavengers are going to come <laughs> charge it up, and so they don't have to worry about it, right? But I don't
0: know. You know what's another cool thing? I mean, I look, I, I'm coming at the scooters as purely fun, purely recreation. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. to me, it's a blast. I, I love stuff like that. You know another thing about it? I'm a cheapskate by nature, and they're
1: actually fairly cheap
0: yes. to have a blast on for like a half an hour. You want? To just oh, you roll. get a thrill for three
1: dollars. <laughs> well, it isn't quite that cheap, but it might be seven eight bucks. I don't know, whatever it is. I the think two- it's I don't think it's seven eight bucks. I'm not
2: sure. Depends on how long you ride it.
1: It's like fifteen cents a. Uh,
0: a minute. No. Yeah, it is. It's like fifteen cents a minute. Oh. Uh. It's it's actually very cheap, to me. I would throw money at that thing all day. <laughs> it's just a blast. I went down on Hart Plaza. I was doing circles. Yeah. It was a ball, man. Take it on the river walk. Recreationally, I could go probably two hours just mindlessly going in circles. Like I saw him on the
1: DeQuinder cut. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that would be a blast. Oh, yeah. And, and you that fly. seemed like you know, it was fun, and you're not going to injure people. Yeah. I and think you're not in the way of cars. Yeah, because there's separate I think there's definitely modeling. risk
2: to injure people, but mostly yourself.
1: Injuries have gone up.
2: For sure.
1: Scooter injuries have gone up. Yeah, so. For sure. Yeah. People aren't really tracking it, but yeah, hospitals in urban areas are. Blood like... bursting
0: from the ears. <laughs> yeah. Humanity <laughs> heaving left and right. right. Dogs and cats <laughs> living together. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Come on, you didn't jump in on that? <laughs> At three yeah. Just football. too fast. Just too fast for me, Fred.
1: <laughs> but, but I I think it's interesting. To me, what I read about the most interesting part of that is how cities start to collaborate yeah. or I should say how these um, uh, what, do you, what would you call it? urban transit methods right? right start to collaborate with cities in the future and
2: they're private companies to so say
1: right they are private companies but to because, say how we yeah. how do we build a city around
2: because it's it's different than working like with this developing bringing it back to New York versus developing a subway system because Correct. that's public transportation whereas working with, Uber and Lyft, I think, has been more difficult over the years because of the long-standing relationship they have with the taxis in New York. Yes. Because that's not public transportation. Those are privately owned to an extent, as far as I would know yeah, yeah, or right, assume. But I feel Hi- like,
1: well, the taxis was highly regulated, and Uber and
2: Lyft did not. But that's what I'm saying, because the taxis have been around so long, there's still a private company, the Yellow Cab, whatever it is, but they've been around so long; they're an institution in New York. There's regulations, there's rules, there's laws, because they've been around so long. And now here comes Uber and Lyft, and they're like just as private of a company, but there's no regulations around it, and they're brand new. So and, and, and there's conflict. And there's do you know that in pla- vagueness in
1: the, in the in the heavy, dense urban areas? Uber and Lyft have not re- reduced congestion; they've not relieved congestion. They're not. It's not less cars on the road because people are quote unquote ride sharing. I don't think I there would don't be know less. Why there would be? I would, there would be. <laughs> I
2: would never assume there would be less. That
1: was the, but that was one. That of That was their argument. Well, it's not their an argument, pitch. but one of one of the things is if you don't have to drive, let the professional drivers drive, so you're not on the road.
2: But in New York, they weren't driving; they were either taking public taking transportation a or a taxi. Out, right? Exactly. Here, sure, maybe.
1: There's even part of it that says people weren't going places, and mm-hmm. now they're going places because of Uber Lyft. Uh The stat that I came up with was. Uh, ride sharing has added 5.7 billion vehicle minor, vehicle miles so whatever a you know yes. a vehicle mile is 5.7 billion more vehicle in, miles to the nine major urban areas
2: and also because in six years yeah i think that's absolutely right because i think also if an uber driver is like hey i got 6 hours to spare tonight i'm going to go cruise around until i get a call or whatever
1: Right, and they On do. my
2: app, and they cruise around, so they're driving around. Especially they're not just in, sitting.
1: Especially in New York, where they can't pull over.
2: Right. Here, you can sit in a parking lot till you get a call and just go. Or you can wherever. sit in your
1: driveway yeah. if you're living in suburbia. But in
2: New York, you can't necessarily pull over anywhere, so you're cruising yes. block, block, and you're in traffic. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You want to know an interesting thing I heard about No. Back to the Scooters? Oh, but you're going to. You
2: want boring facts only.
0: These are not boring. These are very boring. interesting. The, these companies, like Bird and Lime and all that, when they came to a place like Detroit, they, they worked out no deals, no nothing. They came to Detroit and, and dropped, dropped off their scooters. scooters. Mm-hmm. They, they as a established private business themselves. Like we're do this. They just plopped them on the street. Hmm. They, in Santa Monica, that town was like the most egregious example of it because there was bazillions of them mm-hmm. scooters. And the town was going crazy because there's no regulation, no agreements, no this and that. And I think it was burden line. Basically, they just came in and they threw like hundred thousand scooters or some. Well, they just said there's was,
2: nothing against it, so we're gonna do it.
0: There's
1: not a law it wasn't against hundred thousand scooters. <laughs> it you was. It look was, at your
0: picture. <laughs> it was about. It
1: was about seven hundred. Well, I, I don't know what it was. Seven hundred thousand? No, seven hundred <laughs> scooters to start off with. You don't know. That. I do, actually. six, six you, something. Look
0: at that picture. He is the stamp man. Anyways. <laughs> but it, isn't that wild that they just came to town they said, we know we'll make a boatload of money in a place like Santa Monica because of the beach, the boardwalk, all that. It's perfect for yeah. those things. And no one wants to walk to the beach like we did. <clears throat> but they just came, they dropped their scooters off, and let's go. And then the, the
1: city eventually... They came well, to agreement key. and
0: they came up with regulations yeah. and agreements um, imagine, that fit them both. You know,
1: think like Sim City. right? If you were to design a city, you know. Talk to her. I don't know what she's talking about. It was an old, uh, you know,
3: we're on virtual part. game. He might it's, not
1: be. It's not even that old. <laughs> I think it's old. That's interesting. I think I, it's old. They had than a new version out a few years ago. Okay, version, but the yes. very first one that came out was one of those. Oh, it's old as dirt, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> this is a lot of sass happening. Yeah.
1: Well, he's bringing it up It's on. not for me this time. Anyway, but think in terms of SimCity. If you were to create a city, would you then create, you know, like, bike and scooter lanes? And, you know, would you narrow roads and regulate, you know, cars? And, you know, would it be, you know... No, you I would have no mass
3: public transportation and invest in factories, car factories. I'd build <laughs> a roller coaster down. because <laughs> I'd be playing roller coaster <laughs> tycoon <laughs> instead of Sim City.
1: And, is, and, is, and, is the, and then again, we can kind of look around the world. Is the U.S. behind the rest of the world and all of this stuff? I mean, scooters, different than the kind of Razor-style scooters that we see in the cities, but the scooter bikes, right? You know, that's been the, the mo- main... scooter. Yeah, have uh, been the main oh, yeah, mode of transportation... In Europe and Asia for years. Forever. Yeah.
2: Alright. Interesting.
1: Do we have a third
0: beer? We can find some. That's is this find gonna something. be like
2: the longest podcast it is ever. By far the
3: longest, yes. Alright, well uh, let's uh, get out of here. Well no, I'm kinda of surprised by you, Blato. You didn't mention the best mode of public transportation.
1: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I hate being put on the spot. Pedal bars. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> did leave that off the list, yes. I don't know why. It would have been perfect. I haven't done one yet. Well, we should. Maybe we should do a pet a, a, a Up. Yes. A Bureaucrats. Yes, A Bureaucrats. A Bureaucrats. Bureaucrats. bureaucrats, bureaucrats Pedal bar. bar. 100%. Yes. We, 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 what do we need, like nine? 15. 15? We can come up with 15, 15 Bureaucrats. You can
2: fit 15 total. It's just more like expensive per people. person if you don't have 15. That's been my problem. I don't know that many yeah, people I, don't I like. All, I don't like
1: 15 people. Oh, yeah, that's why I haven't been invited, I guess
2: there's like four people I like, so... Right. <laughs> it's kind of Wait, expensive. there's three here. Well... No, no, I think there's <laughs> one here.
1: <laughs> That's you, <laughs> Nobs.
2: Treasure Trove. Oh, God, no. Oh, jeez. Well, I brought some
0: choices. All right,
1: well, let's get out of the uh, <laughs> podcast. Why?
2: Well... Look at him.
1: Let's add a third beer
0: and then we'll get out, just for the hell of it. Okay. Just for fun? Just say, well, this is something we've never done before. Okay.
2: For our third hour of the Today <laughs> Show. Okay, let's go. Let's do go. it. Let's do it.
0: Do it. Let's All right,
2: I got. Well, well, we're... <laughs> oh God.
0: We're gonna try something we've never done before. We're gonna sneak in a third beer just because we've sneak. been going forever. Is this a is this a review? And we're parched. Are we no, doing a review because no, is a beers we've had? Right. This, this is. Um, Beers from days gone by. That, ah, the, the fridge is full of stray beers from. Quote the, the Raven. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, we got beers, a couple that you. We've got actually today a couple of today's, but we have a. One what of are the, you pulling out of there? One of the oh, Ooh, I like yeah. those. I want that. You want this? We got the Borealis Keewana
3: Borealis
0: Boo Brew
1: Brew double Borealis O-L-B- Boo. We've got
0: this is a more recent one. The. Um, Rye IPA. Anyone?
1: Anyone? What's the other one? This is from today. We got a poet. Wait, poet. From the white uh, top. All right, I'll do. I'll do the poet again. You want to do the poet? Yeah.
0: And I think I'll do
1: the. Rye Pass it, rye it around poet. there. Get it
0: We've gone very long today, so we need to be punished. Yeah, if you're third. still
1: with us, we we Congrats. thank you. Wake up. Yeah. Sorry about that, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Barbara, he means it.
2: <laughs> all right.
1: We'll do our. Right. Oh. You, you know, you got to pour still.
2: Ah, oh, but it's. Oh, okay. oh, whatever. Just pour.
1: Okay. Just pour. How much do you good. think it actually can affect it?
3: That's an aggressive pour. Woo!
2: But look at that.
3: Yeah, beauty. It's still it's so nice. It's a beauty.
0: Still That's a, might be woo! happening. It's still going.
2: <laughs> Keep it away no, from all the All right, time. here we go. up, baby. It, up. Right.
3: So, what are we? Uh, Bund, the bar pedal thing yeah we're doing a pedal bar we are yeah mm-hmm. we need to find 11 more people though
1: that we like mm-hmm. <laughs> we <laughs> we need some woo-woo we, girls we don't we don't we don't want to get a woo-woo girl I, I say we we branch out to people we don't like and you know what maybe by pedal barring we'll like them we'll make friends See, isn't that a nice way to think of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know come what? on team speaking
0: of the urban transportation <laughs> weren't the weren't the bicycle what was the thought I had since we're still talking about it let's beat this dead horse weren't the bikes initially, speaking
1: of the 2016 election let's hear it speaking of ugly Christmas sweaters
0: oh. weren't the bikes initially Benghazi. just pedal bikes Benghazi pedal bikes the, yeah, the rental sure. bikes were pedal bikes. Yeah, before they were electric, yes. Now, the, in New York, them electric bikes scoot like a scooter. Those <laughs> things move. Because they have, I don't remember the, so what the, do you the think bike is, lanes. So what do you think is the best yes, way to get a bike Like range? on Columbus Avenue? Yes. So, so they they have curbs to define bike yes, lanes now where they never had the It's not before, everywhere, though. Where we stayed... They, they they not only had painted on the surface of the street a bike S- line. A
2: separation. They
0: actually poured curbs. So to, to get across the, the street, I there's see. actually a mm-hmm. double staging intersection. area where you go. it's yeah. Like, yeah,
1: like a double intersection. And those bikes fly. Yeah, well, I'm going to be there for three weeks, and I haven't figured out how I'm going to get around the city yet.
2: Wow, well, those I'm bikes... going to be in
1: Brooklyn, so I've got, you know.
2: Unlimited MetroCard.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to be riding the L a lot. Yep. And um, that's kind of key to where we're staying. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, there'll be some Uber and maybe some city bike. I think electric city,
0: city bike. Yeah, those things were flying. Yep. And people were getting out of the way. People respect those, <laughs> New those York. Bikes. <laughs> I mean
2: I'd get out of the way faster for a bike. Because they the know
1: you're gonna get injured, right? I mean it's New York. They the yellow ones, yellow ones don't stop.
2: The Yellow ones don't stop.
0: The yellow ones? I remember that from Elf. Because he kept getting oh, yeah, by the cabs. cabs. The, cars, the, the cab yellow, cars yellow ones don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> elf the alien?
3: Huh? Elf the alien? Elf,
2: the elf alien? not Elf.
0: elf. Oh, <laughs> E as opposed to <laughs> oh, A. Oh, my God. Okay.
2: <laughs> and on that note.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, is, it, is it time to sign out? Yes, I think it is. Three beers, we zero maybe, uh, uh, Three beers and two hours and 17 <laughs> minutes, or where are we at? Let's see. What else can we talk? No. About? We could talk about
0: what else. Uh, oh, when you go to New York, you have to do me a favor. Yeah. You need to go to Chelsea Market. Okay. And find the, the beard right oil, the beard oil, oil guy. Because I want a hat from him. I, he pissed me off when I was there, <laughs> so I didn't buy the hat. But I really want. See, the hat. you
1: missed my commentary. You were out getting the food earlier about how people in New York and New Jersey and Philadelphia always think that somebody's trying to screw them. No, I, I. you said your brother feels like that. I was here for that. And that's why the beard guy pissed you off. Or you pissed off the beard guy because... He thought oh, you were going to no, screw him no, 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 Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, guess
2: what? You probably did because you didn't buy anything. I
1: was looking at his hats.
0: I had no interest in his beard oil or his beard salves. Because I had my own.
1: Salves. Salves.
0: Beard butter. I have my own. I make my own. I don't need his. I made my own. But <laughs> the house I was came out of my <laughs> nose. What, what do you make your beard butter out of? I don't make beard butter. I do my own oil, though.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: fine. <laughs> it's left the room. Um, I'm okay.
3: What? Beard butter <laughs> We're missing it. Bottoms
0: up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up to beard butter. <laughs> I don't make the name up.
1: <sighs> hey, knobs, nah, get us out of here, will ya? And on that note. Yeah, bring in the music. Out. Bottoms up. <laughs> out. out. Cause
0: baby, I hate you Cause baby, I hate you Cause
4: baby